The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is what this show is all about. It's about older guys. The tonight show is uh, sponsored by older guys. We've just found the new best um, television program to replace um, Last Laugh in Vegas, haven't yeah. we, Catherine Boyle? Love in the country. It's all about love, love in the country. You've got to get close to the microphone. I'm right next to it. No, you're no, you're not. I don't think you're talking into it. I don't think it's. Um... There. there we go. There we go. There we go. Lo- was it love in the country yeah. or love in the countryside? Love in the country. Okay. Well, I've called it love in the countryside. I think right, well, in many ways can be wrong. What's the difference between the country and the countryside? Let's be careful saying the word country as well so often because someone's going to stumble. Someone's going to stumble. Like I, I think I did last week. You did. Did that first syllable could be a career ender. Um, well, not if you're Nicky Campbell. He said it about four times in one go. He said it twice in over the space of two hours on a radio show, oh, on right. one radio show. So it's um, uh, 0344-499-1000, by the way. Oof. You can give us a call about anything you want at all. It's, it's going to be that kind of show. I'm feeling a very, very strong vibe tonight. Very strong vibe. Um, so it's hosted by Sarah J. Cox. Coxie. Um, um, who I've met a few times. Uh, first time I met her, 
It was very, like, the 11 o'clock show had been on, like, for two weeks, and they'd not been on for ages, and I got invited to, like, a showbiz party, and I went with my girlfriend, and we just stood there like lemons, and there were famous people there, we didn't know what we were doing, Tessa went to the bathroom, and then Coxie came over and started talking to me, and I thought, whoa, whoa, this is, you know, this is intense, and I just, and I went, "Mm, uh uh-huh, yeah, Um, my girlfriend's just in the toilet, I'm not coming on to you, what are you doing? It's like that. Brilliant. It's very funny. I like her a lot. Was she doing the girly show at the time? It may have been. It was definitely around then. It may have just finished. It may have just finished. Um, but so it's farmers, lonely, horny farmers, um, male and female and gay. One gay. Let's not get carried away with ourselves. Even though it's BBC Two. Uh, no farmers in wheelchairs. Although there's the one that has to use the hoverboard. Yes. And um, they're lonely. And um, so they they went on some like sort of online dating thing that the BBC arranged, and people sent them letters, and now they're meeting up with the people, and so. And the first, fi- I'm going to be honest, the first fifteen minutes, I'm sat there going, "Well, this is rubbish. This is this is a stupid, dumb idea." Then about fifteen minutes into it, me and Kath are going, "Oh, this is brilliant. Oh, this is couldn't get up to go to the loo." No, I had to wait. I mean, almost to the to the point where it was going to get embarrassing if I, I didn't go to the loo. Wanted to see Francesca. That's who I wanted to see come and she was one of the ladies that had written to the farm. And I'm watching Francesca, who uh, claims to be 36 years old, um, talking to a farmer who's 52. Yeah, and stroking her hair extensions. I mean, she was the most... She was working it. She was, and she's the most, let's just say, on the surface, the least likely to be able to rough it out in the countryside because she's very, very groomed. Yeah, there's and a lot of plastic involved. I would say I would say she's sixty percent plastic. She's worked. You know, she's had some work done by the looks of things. Which I'm not. It's not a judgment call at all. I'm not just trying all. to paint a picture with my words. But also, the That's first conversation doing. she has with him, she's trying to work out whether she can get some overalls and whether the cows will wee on her hair. It is um, uh, honestly, it is. I don't know how many episodes it goes on for, but it it really is really really gripping. And we've worked out, I think we've only seen three people, pair, you know, pick, they pick four or five that they get to kind of, you know, hang out with on the farm. And um, I think we've already picked who they, they should definitely go with it's at the end. always easy to see from afar, though, isn't it? I think it will happen, though. I think, I think with um, the, le- the Scottish lady, it will be the last man. Yeah. With... Um, the the farmer with the bad teeth that well, will be the blonde lady. Yeah, but do you know what? I was quite surprised because I thought his his head was turned by Francesca by the uber glamour puss yeah. that she is. His favourite was the last woman. Yeah, the, the well, blonde well, woman. Well, just, well, you, hang on a minute. Why do you say his favourite? He said his favourite was her. No, he didn't. He, he picked, did. He did not. He did. You missed it. You went outside. It said my favourite is that one. It's the blonde one. Seriously, I I really um. Because his eyes nearly popped out of his head when right. he saw Francesca's right. photograph. Let's I thought do, he would definitely be this. led by that. Ross and Alan, just stay there for a second, guys. Just stay there for a second. We'll come to you in a minute. Really getting a little bit annoyed with you questioning my authority. Stop uh, telling me I'm wrong when I'm right. Hang on a minute. Let's just take this off here. The, no, no, no. Let's just take this off here. The head and shoulders thing yesterday. About. Right. I just don't want you to embarrass yourself. The head and shoulders thing yesterday. Right. This today. Yeah. Saying that he said, that, listen... Whether it's true or not mm-hmm. is irrelevant. Well, what I say no. is the thing. You're questioning my authority. Yeah. I very kindly let you come back in this studio after um, last time, after um, Guffgate. 
You live in little parcels. I can't believe you blame that on me, by the way. I, I saw you. I saw you lift up a cheek. I didn't. I was just crossing my. Anyway, legs. that's 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 behind us. Well, it's hoping. I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping yeah, I hope it's. Right. What I'm saying is, just don't question my authority. All right. Okay. Thank you. How about you spin on this? Um, that really is pushing it. Um, let's go to Ross. Good evening, Ross. Oh, good evening, Ian. How you doing, right? I'm very, very well, Ross. I like the sound of you. You sound like you're full of spunk. Don't question him, I Ross. Am... He doesn't like it. No, um, no, I'm not full of spunk. Um, you were you were talking earlier about getting older and stuff like that, and I've got a good um, when? thing. Oh, yeah. Older men we played at the start. Yes, by the Flying Burrito Brothers. There's a bad name for a band. Are you an older man, Ross? Not off. Yes. Sorry, say again, Kath. Are you an older man? I'm 37. Is that old? Is yeah, 37. Old I, I once said, um, it was would have been about 12 years ago, I claimed that 37 was the peak, and once you crossed that, you were past it. So th- 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 oh. it's all downhill from there, Ross. Well, great. Well, thanks for that. Absolute well, pleasure, was, buddy. I was going to say, because recently, over the last couple of weeks, I don't know why, but I've just suddenly really got into gardening. I told you, he's old. He's getting old. That's what it is. I, I can't help it. I've, like, I've been going to um, I've been going to garden centres and just buying flowers and just... Like, I've not got a very big garden, but I've just... I don't know why, I've just been getting into gardening. I've been just, just planting anything that looks colourful yeah. in my garden oh. to make it look nice. Oh, well, that's, that's absolutely wonderful. I'm so pleased for you. Do you not find it really, really boring... It is a, well, when I look back, at the, when, at the end of the day when I go to bed and I kind of think to myself, what have I done in my life today? Yeah, yeah. I've then realised that I've planted 30 fuchsias or whatever they're called. Fuchsias, And then yes. I kind of realised that I should have really gone to the pub or something. My, um, my, oh, I've got a, I've got a great joke. I've got a great joke. I, I don't want to waste this on, uh, when Catherine comes back in, she's had to go out for a minute, I think, to um, pass, uh, to cut the cheese. When she comes back, I've got a, got a great joke, Catherine. Talking, yeah. about, talking about gardening. Yeah. Did you know? I'll tell you the joke in a minute. Let me tell you this true story. Did you know my, that my nan was a gardener? And she was a psychic. She was a psychic gardener. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She could predict the fuchsia. Oh! <laughs> yes! Ross, Ross! Ross knows what I'm talking about! I think it's pronounced yeah, fuchsia. Man. No, fuchsia. The flower. She could predict the future. The flower, the future. Sounds like future. Back to the future. One, two, three. Okay. You should have been a, you should have been a stand-up... Did Ross. you do stand-up comedy briefly? I did it very, very briefly. I, I did it very briefly. It was a d- very dark period in my life that I don't like to dwell on. Is that Was that really hard to do? No, it really, was... Well, like... well, everyone says it's the hardest... Not everyone says. Some people say it's the hardest job in the world. It's not. You know, like, I don't know, going out and being a soldier or, or you know... Having to tell, you know, being a copper telling people that their kids have died. That's the hardest job in the world. You're just standing in front of people for ten minutes and coming off and hating yourself. It's it's soul-destroying, but, uh, you know, it's, when it works... Because everyone's good. drunk apart from you, aren't they? Well, at the time, I used to be drunk, so I didn't give a sub. Oh. It was, uh, you know, it's something I did. I look back now on my 22, 23-year-old, you know, younger self that would phone up people and ask for open spots and then you know travel all over the country on my own turn up and do eight to ten minutes to you know indifference and go home again and i think how the hell did i do i couldn't do it now tomorrow ross i've got to do i'm doing a job 
for a TV yes. station that I like, actually. It's a really good TV station. And they asked me ages ago, before I went in the jungle, would you come and do this thing for me? And I thought it was something else. It's a vintage TV, right? And I thought it was, it was a, a job I've done for them before where I went to a venue and interviewed some really interesting acts and then introduced them on stage. And they played like a live session. And I thought it was that. And then I got the call sheet for it today. And it's me basically in Oxford vox popping people. So stopping people in the street and asking them what their favourite songs are. I'm doing it for um, about four and a half hours, right? And I hate with a passion. I hate vox popping. I can't say. No, you're the best. No, when you're you're on the 11 o'clock, you're the best at that. I I was great at it, right? But I did about 150 of those. Little little films for the eleven o'clock show out on the street, and um, then I do a few other things afterwards. And by the end of it, well, in fact, though, at the beginning of it, I hated it. I hated doing it. Excuse me, would you like to? Can I ask you a few questions on camera? No, jog on. Excuse me, can I ask you a few questions? And it just fills me with um, self-loathing and self-hatred. And and I'm, I'll do it because. You know, had I found out maybe a couple of weeks ago it was Vox Popping, I would probably have phoned them up and said, look, there's been a mistake, I can't do this. But I found out today, and I'm, you know, I'm going to, I've said someone, to someone I'm going to show up to work, I'm going to show up to work. Um, but, but again, it's that thing of, I look back, what are you doing? I'm talking to you. No, okay, it just sounds like you're doing something else at the same time, which is fine. Me? Oh, no, I was plugging my phone in, because my lad. phone's backwards, you're going okay. to bed, lad. I, I look, so I look, I look back at younger me doing stand-up and think, how did I do that? And, and today I've been thinking about me doing those Vox Pops, thinking, how the hell did I do that? And I was stoned for a lot of the Vox Pops. I will not be stoned tomorrow in Oxford, if you see me. I will not be stoned. I'll just be hating myself. If you see me in Oxford with a microphone and a camera crew, please come up to me and tell me what your favourite songs are. Let's just, let's just get this, let's just knock this out, guys. Let's just do this. Let's just get, do this as quickly as we can and never mention what it. What TV show is that for, then, It's Ian? for a station called Vintage TV, right? And they're really oh, good... Sta- I watched that. I like that. It's a great... They did the music show. Yeah. Where they, where they interview people and they do the music show and they, yeah. they they talk about their... Have you been on there? I've been on it. I've been on it a couple of times. I did, yeah. did one where it was like bands playing and I interviewed them. Then I did one where I picked my favourite songs. And then once, me and Catherine got to hide it literally... Uh, hide in a broom cupboard and watch the bare naked ladies do a, do a session. Do we, we had a private concert because of vintage well, I, TV. Um, I saw a brilliant uh, program with the lady from Morchiba. Remember that band? I do remember. What was um? She's she's good. They had a there's a brilliant album they did called that's in the nineties called uh, Parts of the Process. Yes. Who were more, oh, I'm brilliant. thinking of who was the Irish band that with the lady that I like this one of their songs. You're thinking of Cranberries. No, yeah. not the Cranberries. Roisin Murphy. Yeah. What was what? But what band was Roisin oh, Murphy? Uh, Maloco. Maloco. So who was more ch- more Were a bit chilled, weren't they? Yeah, they were chilled. Yeah. Music. I think I had. I think I had a Morchiba album. I yeah. had a copy of one. Yeah. Oh, I think. Hey, funnily enough, I think the very first theme tune to the Eleven O'clock Show series one was a Morchiba song. There we go. We've come Ooh. full circle. Um, Ross, anything Any else? You can get me a job before you cut me off. Uh, absolutely none whatsoever, sir. 0344 499 is the telephone number. It's going to be one of those shows. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, and uh, uh, on Talk Radio. Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Just the authority thing is 
just got to. Just, just, just got don't to. Don't tell me my job. Don't, when improvising, you don't shut people down. So tomorrow, I might as well say this because you know, if you lot turn up, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, if you lot turn up, um, the, and and we knock out together this music thing for vintage TV, and my job is done. Right. So just turn up. so t- I'm going to say I, I, I normally keep these things private, but if if the fans, t- if the the leasters turn up. Then. I'll give you at least two minutes worth, yep. Okay, so uh, at 10.30, I'm going to be uh, on Corn Market Street. I think that's in Oxford. That's where I'm going to, is Oxford. Then at uh, 11.50, I'm going to be outside the Westgate Centre on Queen Street. And then at quarter to two, I'm going to be outside the Radcliffe. Outside the Radcliffe. Can I, well... The Radcliffe... With I don't think you should be publishing... Catty Cat- Street. I don't think you should be broadcasting your itinerary. Okay. Why, why, in case I get assassinated? Yeah, SAS rules. It's possible. Well, no, I just want to. I just, I hate, I hate vox popping with the passion. But this, listen to this, guys. This is, this is the kind of guy I am. I found out today that the job tomorrow was not what I thought it was, and um, I hate it. Right? And, and uh, all day, but oh, I'm still going to rock up for work. Still going to rock up for work because I've, I've committed. If it had been two weeks ago, I would have phoned up and said, mm, "There's been a mistake." Day before, I'm turning up because I'm a professional. I am a professional, and I will do it because I've committed to doing it. Unless it get they get on my nerves, and then I'll just I'll walk off again like I did with that idiot Matthew Wright. Is he coming here now, Matthew Wright? I've heard nothing because he was supposed to be the the mid the day the lunchtime host. Is that not is that a secret? Was that a secret? Okay, well he was going to he was going to replace Jamie East, and then then that didn't. And when I was on the right stuff, when we were being pally, I said, "Are you coming to talk radio?" So I don't know if I can because of this show, the TV show, and the fact I'm about to stitch you up. And then he stitched me up um, and uh, stuff. Um, but I, I guess he, I guess he'll I guess he's going to come here now. I, I guess I've nothing I've nothing to back that up mm. with. Um, and if he does, I, I'm, I'll I'll tell him what what a c word he is. I'll tell him. I'll tell him because he was. It was. You won't tell him. No, I will. Nah. He'll come up to me. We probably won't see each you other. We won't see each other. We won't see each other because of times of day. But I'm not going to hide from him like I did from Richard Maidley. And um, he'll come up. Ian, I just, I just want to see. Um, sorry about that before. I say, and I'll, I'll say, actually, Matthew, the way you behaved was the the way I would expect a C word to behave. I will happily say that to his face. But you got to remember, I've looked that guy in the eye and told him he was effing out of order. Then when he tried to justify it, just said, I'm not getting paid enough for this, mate, and got up and walked off. I, I, so me telling Matthew Wright is a C word. If he apologises, and it's an unconditional apology, none of this, but I believe in, in open journalism and all it, none of that stuff. If he, if he says, I'm really sorry for the way I, treat, I treated you, I will accept that because I'm 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 not only am I a professional, I'm also a very big man. But um, if he doesn't, if it's like some, oh, I'm sorry, but you know, I I don't I treated Tony Blair the same. I'll get up and walk away from him again. Tell him he's a C. Got plans. Print print that mirror online. He's um um and also it's going to be weird because I'm doing his I'm doing the right stuff. I'm taking over the right stuff. We are. Coming up with um, with titles for the show. If anyone's got any suggestions yeah, for I, the I, I show, go on. The Daily Show. There we go. Yeah, Daily. Daily. It sounds a bit like Gaily, so probably well, won't do that. And The Daily Show, which is um, okay. right. But yeah. Daily Show. You'd have to say it like that. Daily they should show. call it the right. They should call it the right stuff, but just drop the W. I mean, you know what the W stands for? Right. Ooh. 
Matthew Wright has quit talk show, The Right Stuff. All the online newspapers are doing Matthew Wright's most cringy moment. I'm I'm one of them. I'm, I'm one of his most cringy moments. Matthew Wright has quit talk show The Right Stuff after 18 years, following a series of backstage rows with producers. Another, um, uh, another one. Do you remember he did, he did another one of his cringy moments? Foxy Noxy, would ya? <gasps> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the actual thing. Foxy Noxy. I wonder if we can find it on you, because it really is. And that was the question they had up on the screen. Foxy Noxy, would ya? It is, I mean, when I host it, we will not be, um, we, we won't be sinking to those, uh, to those levels. Um, um, Foxy, how do you spell Noxy? With a K. That was your stomach? Yes, it was. Um, that's not there. Um, no, it's not there. Um. The host who announced on air yesterday he was stepping down from the Channel 5 programme has grown tired of the standoffs. The clashes became so intense, he refused to front the weekday magazine series and Anne Diamond had to stand in. Well, like I say, I'm a professional and even if there were clashes, I would still rock up, I'd do it. Um, I'd say, I would say rude things about them on air, live on air, but that, that is it. I would still turn up. A source said, Matthew's been unhappy for a while. There's been furious rows. Oh, what a shame. The, the host who made his guests feel uncomfortable and walk off has been made to feel uncomfortable and has walked off. Um, after so- I, don't, I don't really care. I'm, I, you know, it was, it was quite exciting walking off a TV show, if I'm completely honest. After so long in the job, he'd started to flat out lose his temper when producers didn't let him get his way. Oh. Uh, the impending departure of Wright 52 was revealed on the Sun's website yesterday. He then confirmed it. Uh, the saw they added, despite what he said publicly, he's made it known behind the scenes he wasn't happy with the show moving to a new studio and it's overall overhaul. Oh, hover. It's overalls. The right stuff hit the headlines last week when talk radio host Ian Lee. Thank you guys. Last week. Last month. Right. Um, when talk radio host Ian Lee told Wright to F off... He didn't. Well, I said I, I'm, that I'm yay close to telling you to F off. After being repeatedly quizzed about his marriage. Um, there we go. Well... Is he suggesting the producers made him do that? Is that what's the idea? do it. They made him do it. Let's go to uh, New York City, to the caller, the American caller who calls us from New York. He changed his phone package... Um, uh, just so he could call us uh, easier, e- more easilier Cheaper. than before. Um, but he is puts all the other callers to shame in this country. It's Carlos, the jackal. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Carlos. Yeah, is this the Daily Show? There we go. Thank Cathy. you. It works. <laughs> it works. It works, doesn't it? Credit to Cathy. Credit to Cathy. Yeah, all credit to me. Oh, yeah. well, it's my name. It wouldn't have been able to do it without my name. But that does, that's by the by. Let's let's not let's not get bogged down. Uh, I, I won't I won't question authority. I'm sorry. I apologize. Thank you, Carlos. 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 <laughs> so Carlos. You, I want so, to tell you something. You know, do, I am not have you ever fire. been friends with like a, a stand-up comic, or are you a stand-up comic yourself? I was a stand-up comic for a while. I've been friends with several stand-up comics. Yes. I only had one in my life. Like oh yeah, actually, like oh, I, like well, he was a roommate. It was like for like two years or so. Yeah. The guy was awesome, but, like, I mean, he never paid rent. No. He was a freeloader. Yeah. The guy, like, I'm telling you, it was, it was, I'm telling you, he was really funny. He had really good And that guy turned out to be Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> that, that guy, yeah, that guy grew up to be Louis C.K. 
No, but like you know, like you know, like when you meet like a comic, you think they would be always funny, but he was actually like no. sort of a cock. You know what I mean? Like he was well, kind of annoying. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, no, but I, the, I, most stand-ups are not funny all the time. Some of them are. There are a couple of comedians. Bob Mortimer, I think, oh. is funny all the time. But but most yeah, of them. Well, are no, we had a good friendship. Boring right? people. It was like a really good friendship. But yeah. I just feel like you know. And like, after was, two years, it kind of ended pretty bad, you know? Yeah. I don't want to go into detail, but, go, ooh, like, ooh. I, I kind of stepped on him, so. You stepped like, on it, him? It's kinda, you slept with his girlfriend? I, well, I told you, you know, because Jerry, you know, Jerry was, he's a cock, you know, like, he's like cockroach. So okay. I stepped on him, like, okay. when I was walking oh, Now out. he's doing jokes. Cockroach. Now he's, <laughs> now Carlos, Carlos, I have something to do. Yes. Uh, Carlos is doing jokes. Oh, that was a good voice. Uh, Car- oh, you, do you have a joke oh. for me, Mr. Sanders? Carlos <laughs> is doing jokes. So what, what do you, apart from playing video games, Carlos, what do you do with your life? How do you contribute to society? Um, I do, I do everything. I was like, what, like a short story, really short story real quick. Uh, throughout my life, I studied all day. My mom raised me that way. Then she got cancer. So I had to, like, put her through, like, seven years of cancer. I made sure I paid for all her bills and stuff. But as I was doing that, I was learning, you know, several several things, sound engineering, you know, computer engineering, all that stuff, just to make sure I could fix up everything in, in places like the medical closet or something like that. Um, I'm a little bit late to the party with this, but could you tell that story again? Cause just, just, just tell that story. <laughs> Wait, you want me to go a little bit deeper? Tell okay. the whole story again, right. yeah. Okay. I was young. I got into college when I was 16. Then my mother, uh, she got cancer, and then from there on in, it was like I had to leave college. Even though I got there early, I had to leave to make sure to get, so I could pay for her hospital bills and stuff. You understand? <laughs> You're playing the music in the background. So, anyway, short story, you know, after like, you know, like several years of my, uh, my jumping around on jobs and stuff, she, she healed up. She had a, about, I would say, three cancers in a row, so it was like breast, then it was, uh, then it was ovaries, and then it was the other breast. And, and the order is actually breast, breast, ovaries. And then after that, you know... It milk, just, milk, lemonade. Stop it. Yeah, sorry. And then, you know, pretty much that's that's how it is, you know. Even though, like, you know, life, like, puts you behind, like, you know, I'm always behind the desk or something trying to work, you can still learn stuff. I learned plenty of things. But I went to... I made sure I, like, you know, edited my speech as much as I can, entertainment as much as I can, so I can move around. I used to be a dancer, but... I had to leave that job, too. So it's just like, you know, it goes in circles everywhere. I'm sure you went in circles all the time in your life. Um, yeah, you, life is going in circles. And sometimes you make huge leaps forward. And sometimes you, you take small leaps back or big leaps back. But, and but, but going in circles is not a bad thing. Because no. sometimes the next lap you see something that you didn't see before. Hey, yeah. how's it, how, listen, you're, you're a good sport. How's your mom now? Is she all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's perfectly fine. She's... Well, she can't work anymore, but, you know, she's, she's all right. And here's she's the thing, because obviously, and I'm, I'm glad your mum's all right, and, and my mum had breast cancer, and, and they, they fixed it, and it was, it, was, it was miraculous what they can do now. But over here, of course, um, mm-hmm. uh, she, you know, she had chemo, and she was going to have an operation, but then yeah, didn't chemo, need it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, oh man, so it's horrendous, huh? Um, but yeah, but over here, we, we don't pay for it. I mean, we pay for it through taxes, but we don't pay for it, you know, at the point of getting it. How, did you have to pay for your mum's treatment? Yeah, I, I, had to, I had to make sure, like, I paid, like, because she was, like, she only had co-pay, you know what I mean? So I had to make sure I gave her. And she also had a lot of debt. For, see, my mom with, with a big heart. Like, she let me go to college for, like, a year, right? Yeah. So she's thinking she can buy me stuff. 
for college, like she bought me a laptop and all that stuff. But, you know, she didn't give me the news of the cancer until like a month later. I'm sitting there like, you just bought me everything for college, and now you're telling me you're in cancer. So, I, you know, I dealt with it for a year. The depression hit me. I couldn't do it. You know, it's kind of guilty. Yeah. But she was in debt. I'm, I'm telling you. She, she, like, for our Christmas, that Christmas that year, she bought everybody gifts. She didn't tell anybody where she was getting the money. She stopped working. She used all her credit cards and stuff. Next oh, thing you know, man. Next thing you know, I'm like, Ma, where did you get all this money? Where did this, all this come from? And then she said, oh, I used all my credit cards. And I'm like, I'm going to have to pay all this debt right now. So I just started paying all the debts. And her hospital bills. You know, over over time, you get a lot of money. Save up nicely. Um, well, your mum sounds like a, a, a good human being, and you sound like an excellent son, Carlos. Well done. I'm glad that she's out the other side and that she's she's physically better. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad yours did. Thank you, man. Hey, listen, Carlos. Nice to talk to you, fella. Take care. Yeah, it was a fun time. Thanks. Bye bye. Well, I don't know what you said at the end. There. It was a fun time. I think he said. <laughs> Lemonade, I mean. Round the corner chocolate's made. I mean, it's, um, it's, uh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh I mean, it's, 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 it's not the greatest lemonade, my kids will tell you, but it's free. Um, Alan Caddick. Hi, boss. Hello there, Alan. I want to talk about something we talked about on Monday. Oh, w- was it you doing, um, political jokes and how you no, should never Avengers do them again? Infinity War. The what? Avengers. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Right, you don't, no spoilers. You mustn't say anything about it. But what did you think of it? Really believe Hollywood should retire. Sorry? Hollywood should retire. You was right. Oh, because it was, because it was brilliant. Okay, but I thought we were going to, I was going to have to tell you off for disrespect, in my opinion. Um, it's great, isn't it? It's great. Yes. The battles are great. The story was great. The, the, it was... The music? Oh, the music was epic. Oh, it was a good film, man. It's a super board at the Oscars. I had a message from Dredge. Right, Dredge, who calls this show regularly. I noticed he's not called for a while. I don't know why. Because he's an idiot. Because he messaged me, and he said he thought Infin- Infinity Wars was rubbish. <gasps> was that sacrilege? Well, I, I, and I, I read it, and I was like, what? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even bothered replying to him, because that guy's that guy dead to me. That guy is dead to me. Um, it was, it was hor- it horrendously upsetting to have someone who I thought was... I don't want to say a friend because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm better than that. No, but he agreed with you a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Someone who agreed with me a lot to strike out on his own in such a, such an arrogant, flagrant way. So hopefully, we'll, hopefully, Dredge won't be calling in anymore because if he does, there, there will be a bloodbath. There will be an infinity war on this radio show. Yeah, and also, Nick I'll kill him. Nick I will, I will gang it, Alan. I've not finished. Actually, I will kill him. I will literally murder one of my callers, and that caller will be Dredge. I will kill him. I will um, um, I will take his his little glasses off. I'll poke his specky eyes out. Oh gosh! I'll um, I'll cut a hole in his stomach and do obscene things to that hole. Oh! Um, he will still be alive at this point, unfortunately for him. Um, and that's just like that's that's phase one of a 25-phased punishment... You're going to whip your cards out? ...program Don't give him ideas, Caddick. Uh, that's, phase, that's phase 17. 
It's a 25-phase torture programme that I've designed specifically for Dredge, one of the callers to this show, for disagreeing with me. Um, let me read you... Let me, I'm going to read you something. This is, this is where we're going with this. Let me read you something, right? Okay. I'm going to read you something. I'm going to read you something. Um, we're going to go to, we're going to go to the bowels of the internet. You ready? Come, come with me guys, as we go to the bowels of the internet. I thought you weren't going there anymore. No, 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 I'm there. We're going to, we're going to the bowels of the internet, right? And we are going to a little website that I like to call the Digital Spy Radio Forum. Oh no, I don't. Because I've got, yeah, because I've got beef. Have a listen to this. The article of all knowledge. Here we go. Um, Pink Knight. I'm a fan of the show, this show. I'm a fan of the show. And it's my go-to late-night radio listen. My only beef with him is heavy-handed angst. HHA? I know he has issues, but he plays on it. Oh. Too much, too spelt wrong, occasionally, and contradicts for the sake of it sometimes. No, I don't. Well, sometimes I do. Next one. Can I also say, um, tautology? Heavy angst. I mean, angst is heavy. You don't need, you can't have light, slight angst. BB King reality. I like Ian and Kath, and I like the show. But there's aspects I disagree with. He seems to hold his opinions in high regard above everyone else and then state it as a fact. Because my opinions are better than everyone else's. They are correct. I think you might have a point there. Here we go. If you like ABBA, then you're wrong. You're spelt wrong. Because they're awful and that's the end of it in his eyes. Correct. He loves to call people idiots. If they are idiots. If you're doing comic assignments, I'm not doing camera, anything. Just... What's your face? What's your face? Um, he, uh, he loves to call people idiots as well if their opinion is different from his. He paints his opinion as fact, when really he's in a tiny mon- minority. Bands like ABBA and Nirvana have an immense global fan base and are popular for a reason, yet because his taste is more niche... More niche? I like the Backstreet Boys! And the Monkey? They're considered... Awful bands. That's absolute BS. And, and BB King reality is, is that put the actual word bullshit. Wow. I like some of the music he plays on the show, but most, most if it, I find mediocre. <gasps> um, um, we go to, hang on a minute. Oh, um, oh, and then someone posted, actually, someone posted actually Abara. S H one T. No, they're not. They're not. They're quite good. No, they're not. They're rubbish. They've got global reach. Um, uh, here we go. BB King reality again. Uh, oh, here you go, Pete. T- Pete's writing about you, Alan. Listen to this. Uh, so talking about the w- falling down the well. It's certainly not just the well story. It's the desperate, attention-seeking, egotistical way he's been acting for months now, as if feeding off his. Yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, fans, with which he can do no wrong. That's talking about you, Alan. You're a, you're a yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, fan. If I can write his comment, I'd call up every night to give a valid opinion. Okay, maybe a load of old ball time some of the time. And you're an idiot. Now, having said that, I come up with very good reasons to call in. Last night I didn't call because I had an early night. Um, some nights I don't call in because I choose not to. Sid's not. Must admit, I did, did. This is recently, right? I did stop listening to the show for a while when he was bigging up Bucks Fizz, but instead of Bucks Fizz, they've put F 
The <gasps> F, F Biz. That's a good one. What an awful racket. Oh. Um, 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 so here we go. BB King reality. So he opened today's show by slating Abbott as an awful band. Is this man for real? You must have a heart of stone not to love Abba. The irony is he said the same thing about the Beatles. Sorry, what? If anyone dared criticise any of the SH1T he enjoys, he'd give them both barrels. The Bare Naked Ladies, Bob Dylan, Imani Coppola, a god-awful. I'm getting that post yeah. reported to Digital Spy, because that is, that is libelous. I mean, he, he hasn't heard the Beatles melody we did. No. Medley. Then Paul has written Abba Were Stroke R S H one T. And then it goes oh, on. And then it goes on. And I, I just want to say, I just want to say, it doesn't bother me. Those things don't bother me. Those people are wrong, apart from the people that said good things about Did you, me. Um, bookmark but, that page. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. A uh, favourite. Uh, but it doesn't bother me. I don't look at it very often. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say eight times a day is often. Um but I just, just, just have a think about what you're printing, and, and uh, I will get all of the. De- I, I've got friends who work at Digital Spy. I will get all of the details of all those posters, and I'll come around to your house and let's see if you want to say it to my face. Do you agree with that, Alan? Well, I think Digital Spy. Just say yes, Alan. Yeah, definitely. I- Thank you very much indeed. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. It, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already. Excuse me. On Talk Radio. So, um, there was an advert for uh, burgers or something that was was played there. And me and Catherine are both trying to lose a little bit of weight. I suspect I need to, I know I need to lose um, a little bit more urgently than you do, Catherine. Um, but. Uh, no, no, that's unkind to yourself. No, no, no. So I'm being, I'm being true. Oh, okay. You know, I'm, 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 no, I'm being true. I think you look, um, you look great. Um, I, I need to shed a few pounds. Uh, so we, we're both eating significantly less, you know, and our days of delivery sending a burger from the firehouse on a Monday, a Wednesday and a Friday. Um, <clears throat> those days are gone. But so we heard the advert for the burgers and then we both started doing what I, we, we all did in the jungle going, remember when we went to New York? What was, what was the best food that we had in New York? And then we just spent the whole adverts talking about the different meals we ate a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're on a diet when. <laughs> oh God. I'm so bored of bananas mm. and apples. Yeah. But no, this week and next week, and I'm going to give myself a little way up and I might, I might have a little, what I believe the kids call a cheat day. Um, uh, but, um, we'll see. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative on talk radio. So called, um, because, uh, you can call in about absolutely anything. All the other radio stations right now will be talking about, oh, well, can I, can I play devil's advocate for a second? Right. Um, Because there's this really horrendous story about um, 450,000 women um, not being sent the letter inviting them for their final uh, checkup for... It's cancer, isn't it? Breast cancer, is it? Um, Screening, wasn't it? Mammogram. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, before they're 70, because I think between the age of 50 and 70, you get invited every three years. And then after 70, it's less, it's less, you can still go, but you don't get the thing. And so 450,000 women didn't get the letters 
don't know when this was exactly because I've not really listened to the story that much detail. They reckon as many as something like 270 women um, might have died as, as, as a result, which is horrendous, horrendous. Um, and everyone else is being written to him. And Jeremy Hunt has come out and apologised. Right. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? On a day, the last couple of days, the, on, a, on the week, when it's looked so close to Theresa May being kicked out as Prime Minister. There's a phrase, isn't there, in, in I think it's more common in American politics. Um, you throw a dead cat on the table. Mm-hmm. And when things are going really, really badly in an interview, you, you metaphorically, you, you throw a dead cat on the table. So everyone goes, oh, my God, there's a dead cat on the... So, Catherine, I want to ask you about those kids that you're suspected of murder. Oh, my God, there's a dead cat on the table. Yeah. And it really feels to me like this is a dead cat on the table. It's Obviously, it's a horrible story. It's a huge story. And it should be that it should be the big story. Okay, And I'd, I'd be really keen to know when this was known and when this was, um, uh, you, you know, when this happened. Because what no one's talking about now is the fact that um, this afternoon or this evening, again, my timing's a bit hazy because I don't really, you know, news sucks. But some point today, late today, the MPs voted not to release the documents about Windrush from 2010 to 2017 that would prove pretty much that Theresa May was complicit in it and knew everything that was going on and then there would be absolutely no way she could st- could stay on as Prime Minister. So, Sunday Amber Rod quits. Monday and Tuesday, the pressure builds on Theresa May to, to kind of step down or step aside or at least explain what she knew. Labour calls, I think, yesterday... Uh, to um, have all of the documents from 2010 to 2017 about Windrush released. Today, Theresa May called a three-line whip, which means she told all of the Conservative MPs, we're going to vote on it, and you have to vote no. You have to vote no to releasing these documents. Um, Everyone's going, well, why can't we release... Oh, my God, 270 women died. Now, it's not to demean that story. It's not in any way to demean that death. That's a huge story. It's it's horrendous, and it's, it's awful that that happened. Awful. But notice how no one's now talking about the fact that, that Theresa May has covered up. She has ordered her MPs, all the Conservative MPs, to cover up her mistake, to, 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 to form a shield around her. And I'm just so suspicious now of, of all politicians, particularly the Conservatives at the moment, because their, their, their credo seems to be, um, we've, got to, we've got to keep power whatever the cost. We're, we're, you know, whatever the cost, we have to stay the sort of just controlling party, even though it's by the skin of our teeth. So I could well believe well believe that hunt had this maybe waiting for the right time to, I, you know waiting for the right time to kind of throw it out there it just seems to me incredible that that, that when i listen to pm on the way in and, and and lbc and talk radio on the way in the main story was um was 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 that and about three down was the fact that there was going to be a vote on releasing all of the documents about Windrush. Mm. I, and, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I'd have, someone had phoned in with that, I'd have gone, oh, come on, man, conspiracy theories. Oh, no, I think since... I believe anything now. Since, you know, Blair and the era of spin, yeah. I think 
all timings are calculated. But also, uh, Theresa May's top two or three people, top two people, top two advisers, are... Again, I'm clutching slightly at straws from headlines I've read. But one of them is the former editor of Newsnight. And one of them is, I think, an editor or someone high up, someone who was high up in the Daily Mail, Mm. right? So two people... Who know about news manipulation. Who know about news. And news can be manipulated. I was so shocked when I came to work with you at the BBC Three Counties Radio. It was the first time I'd done a sort of newsy show. Um... And I was so shocked at the way the important, you know, the order of the stories got decided. It was partly whether there was a guest on a show later that day. It was partly whether BBC Look East were doing a thing on it. So would that be the top story on the radio? It was partly, it was never really, it was not as often as I thought it would be. Jesus, this story is massive. This has got to be the big story. Quite often people will go, yeah, but we haven't got a guest on it. Can't get anyone to talk on it. There's that. Have I got, got judged that vibe right? You were there longer and more entrenched than me. Well, there were various different strategies in the time that I was there. Right. And by the end, we were trying to sort of make sure that that the news fed the programmes yeah. and vice versa, yeah. didn't we? So, But when I first went there and when I first started in news as a newsreader, you would get a rip. You would get the order sent from on high and that's yeah. what everyone went by. So someone who was the editor of Newsnight, and correct me if I've got that wrong, and someone who was 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 something high up in the Daily Mail would know exactly how to throw a dead cat onto the table, exactly how to massage the news, Definitely. exactly how to... She's done a David Copperfield. She's made the Statue of Liberty disappear. But a lot of people who are high up in PR are ex-newsmen yeah, and yeah. women, and that's the best way to be, actually, yeah. because they know what the news are looking for and they know how to spin stuff, because mm. they've been on the other side, poacher turned gamekeeper. So, basically, the Conservatives today voted to not release any of the documents from 2010 to 2017 um, uh, about the Windrush generation, that that slightly woolly phrase that describes, you know, a lot of people that came over here um, because we we kind of begged them to come over here to help us out because we were screwed after the war. Um, All those documents, which uh, Theresa May's Home Secretary, Theresa May's Prime Minister, which would have totally pointed... The finger uh, on her. The thing that Amber Rudd has stood down for, the thing that she should have stood down for, she stood down for, for because she got caught. She got found out. Yeah. Um, not because of what she did. Um, but but the, the, it, it's, it's her. It's, it's the Prime Minister. And I couldn't believe it when I heard today that she was ordering all the, the MPs to, to vote against releasing it. I thought, that that's so bent. How, why can't everyone see through that? Oh, Jeremy Hunt's got a story about... 450 are big numbers. And, and is that going to be spun into, um, look, the NHS can't cope because yeah. they're in- inefficient? Yeah. Oh, is, 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 this, this, when actually it's because uh, it's underfunded. This country sucks. This country sucks, man, doesn't it? All countries suck, I think, before you tell me to go and live in, in Europe being a, a left-wing cuck libtard. Yeah, you're not very patriotic. No, I'm not very patriotic. I'm not, I, don't, I don't get what patriotism is. I don't understand why I should be patriotic about a place that's bent just because my mum and dad had sex here and I, I, I was born here. I was born on this bit of rock, so I should be patriotic towards, what, England, Britain? What? No, I'm patriotic to the world. Oh. That's good. 0344... 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. What, you, what? I've just been tweeted something obscene. Oh, God! A massive juicy burger. Right, that's Lino. Block him. Let's go to the ads. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
Here we go. That's the Rocking Birds. Why didn't the Rocking Birds come on the show? I was talking to the Rocking Birds about coming on the show, and they never did. I wonder why, uh, I wonder why. This is the late-night alternative on talk radio. I didn't touch your computer, Catherine. I didn't notice that you left it open, and I wouldn't do it anyway, because I am an excellent employee, employer. Who have you employed? Well, I'm your boss. Well. Well, I'm your, I am your boss. What this show is called? The Late Night Alternative. With? No name on it. No, there is a name on it. Oh, really? No, yeah, there is. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh. Um, and in fact, I even came up with that name, as you know. I had to lobby hard um, to get the show changed to that name. And so I am technically. You're not my boss. I'm your boss. I've got a boss at the I'm moment, the, have I? I'm the boss of you. <laughs> you are not. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. No. You keep making me tea every night. Well, only because you're apparently busy. I'm doing a, I'm doing an award-winning um, radio show that technically may be um, on its uppers or, or on its downers. Surely be on its downers. What are uppers? Because on its uppers makes it sound like it's going from strength to strength. But uppers are actually a bad thing. When you lift oh, up a car... No, it's not. It's shoes. Oh. If you've worn people. your shoes down to the uppers. Okay, right. Because, of think... course, we all know... We all know... We all know the part of the shoe called the upper, yeah. don't we? We yeah. all know if it. If you read the label, leather uppers. Yeah, we all know it. No, 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 we all know it. We all know that there's a part of your shoe yeah. called the uppers. Yeah, we all um, know. Well, all could the, you? Could you? The well, best people. Here's know. my shoe. Yep. On it, could you point to the uppers for me? On You're this holding shoe? it by the uppers. This, this bit, this, this bit. Right, that's the top. That's the sole. Yeah. This is the uppers. Yeah, I know what the sole is. Yep. Got the sole, got the heel. That's called the uppers, is it? Yeah. So down on your uppers. If you're on your uppers, it means you've walked your shoes right through. But under... No, 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 Because if you walk your shoe right through, as we all know, mm-hmm. there's nothing. Yeah, you, so you'd imagine have to, if you'd walked you'd all have the to, way... You'd have to it's be, an exaggeration. No one actually walks You'd have to be way. walking up with your feet upside down... No, 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 ...to be doing no, that. No, 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 no. Careful, they're imagine, new. Let's just imagine you, yes. you've walked all this off. Yeah, the sole. So yeah, so this is, this is what's touching the floor. Well, it wouldn't be because it would be your foot. No, because if your foot no, because if your foot was inside it, it would just go foot further up. Well, it's you just flapping along on the floor. No, no, don't be don't be ridiculous. Because we've all seen the Laurel and Hardy film mm-hmm. where he's got a hole in his soul yeah. and he fills it with a bit of tough meat. Well, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't on his uppers. Well, quite. I would say I would say if he's having to fix he a hole shoes in his shoe that was letting in water, if he had to fix a shoe with a piece of tough beef i believe it was mm. um then that's the de- very definition of being on your uppers but yet he literally well, wasn't metaphorically according uppers, to you well literally, literally not no literally on his uppers but actually he wasn't so i think what you've done there is you've embarrassed yourself oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand but what i'm saying is this show that used to be the, the, the first of all it was the only show that got um calls Pour la telephone, telephone, um, It used to be the only show that got telephone calls, and then um, James Earl started getting a couple of calls, and then George well, Galloway. Actually, what he gets are the ones we won't talk to anymore. Yeah, exactly. He gets. Um, let's just go through that list of people: Paul in Soap Poges, mm-hmm. um, Nigel in Maidstone, mm-hmm. and uh, Alan Caddick keeps sneaking through to Ken, this show. Ken in Newcastle. <laughs> Ken in Newcastle. <laughs> Ken can call me. He won't. You're he the won't. Antichrist. Um, exactly. Well, surely, if I'm the Antichrist and he is such a devout Christian, then it's his duty to call me. It's his duty to do battle with me. Anyway, 
so he gets he gets a handful of calls. But then, 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 when, then a certain gentleman, who um, I don't like, I, I'm not going to say his name, okay, because I think that would be inappropriate. But I'm going to give you a little clue as to who exactly I'm talking about. Fanny. Yeah, that guy. Fanny. Yeah, the Fanny guy. Fanny. 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 Hang on a minute. I might be able to do something with this. Oh, God. Um, I might have to do something. Hang on. This could be fun. This could be fun. Hang on a minute. Just you know who listens to this show? Who? What is going on with your insides? I'm so hungry and people keep sending me pictures of burgers. Let's try... Uh, let's try this. Let's try this. Fanny. Oh. Fanny. No. Fanny. What? Fanny. 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 That's, um... There you go. I've got, this is... So this is um, the sound of George Galloway leaving the talk radio building. Fanny. Fanny. Bye, George! Fanny. 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 Let's try this one. Let's try this one. Let's see what this one does. Fanny. Oh, doesn't do anything. Nothing, just loud. All right, let's try this one. Fanny. Okay, that doesn't do anything. It's just more fanny. Fun. Just okay. more fanny. Uh, let's try this one. Fanny. Oh, um, over-modded Fanny. Yeah, that's... Um, fanny. <laughs> Let's try this one. Fanny. Oh! We got George on the phone. George! Fanny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I found an old radio from the 1970s. Should we turn it on and see what's on? Fanny. Oh, it's George Galloway. <laughs> fanny. Yeah. Not all of them. Same old Fanny. <laughs> um... What does this do? Fanny. Yeah. It's supposed to. Why wouldn't it? Oh, oh. All right. You can. Oh, you can mess around with them. All right. Don't mess around with the fanny. Okay. Let's try this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like that. It's like Darth fanny. Vader. Fanny. fanny. We got a tape of George George Galloway's a twelve-year-old boy. Fanny. Oh. <laughs> George. So George. Little, little Georgie Galloway. Georgie, what are your hobbies? Fanny. Okay. Okay. Let's try this one. Gosh. Oh, look at this. Look at this. I didn't know this had all these toys on here. Bear with me. This is the next hour sorted out. Oh, okay. This is great. Look at this. This is the thing the BBC bought for me. Fanny. <laughs> This, let's see what this is. Fanny. Uh, that does, why does that... That should do... Um, Fanny. No, okay. That's just giving us Fanny. Let's do, let's do a couple more and then we'll, we'll, we'll do... What's this? What's this one do? Fanny. Okay. Hang Nothing. On. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Fanny. <laughs> Fanny. <laughs> Quick, George, your mum's coming. Fanny. <laughs> hey, George, just slow down, dude. Take it easy. Fanny. <laughs> George has had a few to drink. George, you're all right. Can I get you anything? Fanny. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. <laughs> Meanwhile, on LBC. <laughs> oh, dear. Quick, George has fallen.
down the well I fell down! Fine. George, can we get you anything? Fine. <laughs> Stop now. Well, too well, much fun. Fine. Okay. Anyway, so... Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Anyway, he came along, and now he gets all the calls. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He gets all the calls. Because of is... that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are listening, George, um, Catherine made me do that. <laughs> I have absolutely no, absolutely no interest in that whatsoever. Gosh. I've got interest in it, obviously, but in the... Anyway, what? right. Uh... Oh, go on. Interesting. So, we were watching this this um, this program. Love. Uh... In unrelated news. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching Love in the Countryside. Oh, I know because I'm now I'm going to stumble over it. And. Oh. <laughs> what is Someone, going seriously, on? Seriously, I think I think. Go and have a go and My have body a wants a burger. And um, we got a lot of them had terrible, terrible teeth, right? But there was one young lady, mm. and I went, "Oh, she's got very sexy teeth." And you went, "Sorry, what? Very sexy teeth? Well, how can teeth be sexy? Teeth can be. I tell you, right? Okay, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We'll come to you in a minute, George. <laughs> do I do this? We we put out a request. <laughs> Um, right, people have got sexy teeth. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Crow. Oh, those teeth are sexy. I could look at those teeth. I could lick those teeth. Oh, God. Oh, I'm a tooth licker. Mm. Oh, I'm a tooth licker, me. I'll lick, a, I'll lick sexy teeth. <laughs> sexy teeth. You know me, I like my, I like my facial imperfections mm. in order. Number one, very slight cross eye. Mm-hmm. Or a significant one, but not. You know, not. You don't want James Finlayson. <laughs> no, but that's but that's more than moustache. Um, so cross eye, I like. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a glide or a full one going to the shops and the other coming back with a change. Um, I like to know who 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 she's talking to. You know, okay. is she talking to me or the, per- the person in the next room? My grandma, before yeah. she passed, we were reminiscing about my granddad and she said one of his funny turns of phrase, he said, she's got jealous eyes. <laughs> One's got <laughs> jealous eyes. <laughs> One can't stop watching the other. <laughs> I, now, so I like that. Oh, I find that sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, this, and I don't like, I couldn't, a, a whole combination of these would be... Picasso. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want a cubist date. <laughs> okay, so if they've not got the wonky eyes, then I'd like um, a big nose. Mm. I love a big nose, but Streisand, Barbara Streisand. I, I she's got. Like she's got the wonky eye and the big nose. I quite like a beak. Mm, mm-hmm. Love it, but you don't see it on women so often. I love it on a woman. And the third thing I like: sexy teeth, a busy mouth. <laughs> um, busy in the sense don't of say it like that. That sounds no. Bit... In the sense that there's a lot of teeth. Going on there. Not like Whitney Houston singing. She had a busy mouth. Oh, no. no. (laughs) I think that's what killed her in the end. Um, Too soon. Um, So I like a busy... I like a busy mouth. I don't like... And I really don't like this. And I'm... God God sakes, plastic surgeons, please find a way of treating the the poor, unfortunate men and women of this world that have this problem. 
big gums. Paloma face. But I like that. I no, think that's nice. No, I think it's, it's disgusting. I think it's disgusting. I, I do. Digital spy. He thinks that people with big gums are disgusting. Look at the state of him. Well, look at the state of you. Oi. So, those are the things I like. I like good... I like a good time lady. I like a good sexy tooth. Teeth. It's got to be teeth, not right. just one. They've got to be um, bright, white, close together. Not a fan of the gaps. I've dated women with gaps. I'm not a fan. Um, and and quite bulbous teeth. That's what I like. Right, okay. That's what I go for. Good to know. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Okay. Teeth. I, I mean, I'd never noticed. I, she's got beautiful hair. She's talented. I'd never noticed it. Sexy teeth. Google sexy her. Teeth. Let's, go, let's Google. Right, Cheryl Crow teeth. Google Cheryl Crow. I like. Yeah. All right, if we talk. All right, I, I get I get what you mean now. Yeah. I like slightly pointy teeth. Oh, God. On, on a fella. Oh, God. Look at her teeth. She She's winking at oh, me. Oh, my. Yeah, Look he's, at her found teeth. A, he's found a gif. Look at her teeth. Look at those teeth. Oh, Cheryl. Cheryl Crow. But they're proper American teeth, those Peggy's, aren't they? Yeah. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow's teeth.com. Yeah. For all your um, toothy needs. You like what, sorry? Pointy. Pointy teeth. Slightly pointed inwards. Oh, fangs. Yeah, a bit fangy, yeah. Fangy. A bit. Not massively. Again, I don't want to, like... I don't mm. want to get... <laughs> well, you get these... I don't want it. You get these um, these these perverts, don't you, that um, have their teeth sharpened mm. into fangs. Mm. And you get some people that have lumps put under their skin so it looks like horns. they've got horns. Mm. And then you get some people that have... And I quite like this idea, actually. They have magnets put under their skin so you can attach, like... Um, unicorn horn. Unicorn horn or... Coat like, hanger. Coat hanger, um, metallic strap on. You can you can attach all of these things. <laughs> oh, my God. You can I assume such a thing exists, although I would say be very, very careful. Um, I assume you they can attach those things to their wherever the magnets are inserted. I mean, it's practical. I once, for a while, I for a while I I tried wearing an earring stud that was a magnet. <laughs> oh my God! Sorry. <laughs> Where? On my ear. Where do you think? Well, these days, anywhere. It wasn't these days, it was those days. Oh, right. I got it in Camden for like two quid. So it was a magnet, it was a little stud. Because I didn't want to get... I was toying with the ideas of getting piercings, and I, it wasn't bold enough, and uh, so I got that for a bit. And how did that go? Yeah, it's great. It looked like I was wearing a stud earring. It's great. You felt groovy, in it? I felt, felt, I felt... I felt... Confident? I didn't, actually. I felt felt um, nervous in it, but that's my own... It's my own thing. So yeah. my message to the kids of today, and this is why I, I want to go and do a tour of primary schools, is if you want to wear um, magnetic earrings, you should go for it. This is the late night alternative uh, on the uh, talk radio radio station. You, none of you slackers want to call us up, and I'm I'm not going to forget that. I will not forget that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Moonlit musings from mums, madams, and meat. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, four. Four, nine, nine, one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Wow. If you want to give us a call, George is still stuck down there. Poor George. Poor old George. Um, bit quiet on the calls recently, and uh, one has to wonder why. I blame you, dear listener, of course. I blame Ian. One call uh, we can't shake is Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. 
Evening. How's it going? It's all right. Quiet night. Crying night? Quiet night. For Quiet yourself. night. Quiet night in terms of calls, yes. There has been the last sort of week or so, and that's, um, that's fine. Maybe people want me to do, you know... Um, uh, all right, let, let's fire out. Here's, here's ten phoning topics, right? Here's ten phoning topics. 0344. Okay. Just stay there, Alistair. This is what we're going to do. This is, yeah. Maybe people want this. 0344. 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Have you ever got... Number one, have you ever climbed into the wrong car? Have you ever climbed into the wrong car? 0344. 499 Have you ever crawled into the wrong bed? Have you ever crawled into the wrong bed? 0344. <laughs> hey, you served a celebrity. What was that like? Give us a call now. Holding the wrong person's hand. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, uh, You've had sex in a lift. Oh. Oh, three, four, 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 nine. No, ever been stuck in a lift? Because I don't think it ever happens. I do not think people actually get stuck in lifts. I do not buy it for a second. How many went? That's five. Halfway through. Uh, Let's have another one then. Oh, I'll just keep. What about Sorry? Abba. I don't know if you noticed, we're putting them into questions. Abba? Sorry. <laughs> Abba? We, 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 we are the professionals here, Alistair. If you want to contribute... Right, I'll, so I'll be quiet. Thank you me. very much indeed. Abba, yes or no? Mm. Mm. Uh, tell me where you were sick and you didn't make it to the toilet. Oh, that's, yeah, a that's, that's a great one. That's a great one. That's the next one. Um, that's six. Um, uh, I know. Um, what's, your, what, what's the screensaver in your head? There we go. Um, if you could bring back a dead rock star just to kill them again, so you bring them back, you tell them you think they're rubbish, and then you kill them again, who would it be? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Kurt Cobain for me. Oh dear. Um, that's eight. Okay. Literally, just the firing is off the top of our heads, guys. We, we can do this stuff. We, if this is what you want, we can do this stuff. All right. What about your worst day at school? There we go. And um, the first time you told your mum or dad to F off. Those are your ten phone-in topics tonight, guys. If you want those kind of things, we can do that easily. That's the kind of stuff that um, the other radio stations would take a team of, of five people, uh, an extended lunch break, an afternoon, lots of what a WhatsApp group, uh, to come up with half of those over a period of a month. We've just given you ten hot topics... In 60 seconds, 03444991000. Alistair! Hi, Now, it's your turn! Right, do you want me to address any of the topics you've you just can, said or you not? Can, you if can you, do what you like. If you can, <laughs> otherwise you can tell us what you've called in for. Um, when I was a child, um, my life's the older child, probably about 11 or 12. Yes. I ran a bath for myself. Here we go. In the family home. It would be. Strange if it was on the Do you know what I did? Um, Weed in it. Did a, no, I say number two in it. No. I ran the bath and then forgot to take my clothes off before I got in it. <gasps> Mate. Oh. Hang on, I've done that. Have I've, you? I've got in the bath on purpose with my clothes on. Why? To, to <laughs> shrink your jeans? Mm. I've done it. I've got in with, with... Did you fully submerge yourself? Yes, because I must have been... Um, Drunk. ...completely in a dreamlike state, and I didn't realise what I'd done until... 
actually my hair was actually my head was nearly completely underwater. Oh dear! And then I thought, shit, something's wrong here. Yes, your language. But I, I I've oh, run sorry. a bath and then yeah. got into it with my trousers on and then gone. Oh, I've got trousers on. I've got in the shower with my glasses on. Yay! Here we go. Um, was that one of our phone-ins, or was that what you phoned in about? That was just my own topic tonight. Okay, and again, the question is... It's got to be a question. Has anybody ever done something silly in their bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) Fair play, it's the best one of the lot. (laughs) That is the best one of the lot. 0344 499 I got caught in the bathroom with my boyfriend. Doing what? Having it off? We weren't having it off. But my dad was outside. Oh, God. Yeah. And then the boyfriend went, she's gone upstairs. And then we heard my dad going upstairs. Oh, no. Yeah, awful. So did you? Did he see you come out of the room together? No, dad, no. He, dad waited upstairs. Boyfriend went home in disgrace. I was so, left to take the heat. Did he go in with a smile on his face? Well, oh. he would have, but then there was a knock at the door. Blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he hobbled home, bent terrible. over double. Wow. That's terrible. I, my stomach still turns when I think about that. Wowzers. Wow. Very naughty. Naughty. Being caught having sex. And the is way great, my mum um, dealt with it, that was fantastic. Yeah. She said, How old were you? I was about 19. Oh, come on. My mum went, We were doing worse. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Have you ever been caught having sex? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. These are golden topics. Have you ever done something silly in a bathroom? There we go. Ever done something silly in a bathroom? Well, thank you for that, Alistair. Cheers, guys. Ta-ta. God, oh, God, mortifying. Um, Catherine spoke me today. Um, I uh, did. I did. She did. She. We were sat there, and she'd all got a little something for you, and she got a Tupperware lunchbox. I was like, oh, what's this? And she opened it up. There were three hard boiled eggs in there and she had some salt as well i brought a salt so I, don't, I don't know if i said it on air the other day oh i said it certainly said it to you obviously but um i really fancied um uh, <laughs> just really fancied a hard-boiled egg with a bit with a little bit of salt on the top of it really fancy we're it. having a lot of food fantasies at the moment yeah and i thought well that's one that's one we can do again it's another stan laurel it's a f- famous laurel and hardy yes. scene where he's got he's got he's got that yeah and um i'll be honest um, I had two, and you had one. Very kind, of, genuinely very kind of you. They were incredible. Hard-boiled eggs. I'll be honest. I slathered it in. I've got to stop saying. I'll be honest. But here's the thing: I slathered them in salt, and they tasted incredible. Incredible. I don't know whether it's because we've stopped eating. We're eating a bit cleaner, yeah. So we're appreciating tastes more. Because when you think about it, a boiled egg doesn't really taste of an awful lot. But yeah. that was the tastiest thing I've had for a long time. I like the texture of a hard boiled egg yeah. as well. I do like the texture of it. My one of my favourite things in the world is a pickled egg. I've never had a pickled egg. Did you not have a bite of mine when we went to the seaside? No, I don't. When we got, you know, when we got that big that, box that big of, tray chips? of chips. Yeah, didn't I have a pickled egg? There, I thought you had a bite of I it. I don't think you shared it, mate. I, th- I thought you'd had a little little uh, chow down on my uh, pickle. <laughs> no, I certainly no. did not. Okay. Good evening, Louise. Ah, uh, good evening. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Louise. Good. And how's Kath? I'm all right. I'm starving. Good. Actually, I'm starving. I know. I know. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> look, we are gonna look so buff, though. We're gonna be the buffest radio presenters we're going to be like um ronan keating and harriet scott yeah can That's i what... be ronan 
Uh, okay, well, good. That works out perfectly, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to be we're going to be buffer than those guys. That's that's the plan. We are. We're going to be all over Instagram. Yes, man. You look amazing, anyway. Mm. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what you got for us? Uh, getting into the wrong bed. Here we go. Here we go. They wanted topics, so we gave them topics. Perfect. Yeah, you've asked for it. Come on. <laughs> all right. Um. Well. I've got a couple of sleepwalking stories, but one of them is getting into the wrong bed. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was very mortifying. Mm. Uh, it was my 30th birthday, yeah. and at the time, I was drinking. So, of course, very drunk. Yeah. Um, came back from the pub. My sister and my now brother-in-law, they were, they were with me. I'm a bit out of breath because I've just run up and down the stairs. And I can't do that very well. Perfect. Well done. So, excuse me. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. I gave them my bed and I get into a single bed. Yeah. Um, I woke up the next morning and I'm in my bed. Oi. And I thought, I didn't get into my bed. I remember getting into my room and getting my jammies, but I get into the single bed. Oh, mate. So I got up and the bedroom door was closed and I knocked it and stuck my head around and there's my sister and my brother-in-law all sort of cuddled up in a single bed. And I'm like, I hate sleeping in a single bed with someone else. It's, the wor- it's, it's a t- form of torture. I'll sleep on the floor rather than do that. No, the two of them were like sardines. Yeah. Um, so my sister, she's like, uh, you get into bed beside us last night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hi, what? So she kind of explained that I got in at the bottom of the bed. Still. Crawled up up between the two of them. I didn't get in beside either one of them. I crawled up in between them. (laughs) And crawled back down in between them again to make myself comfy in between the two of them. The language for me wasn't too pleasant. No. Um, no. The language from her, she was telling me it wasn't too pleasant, but it wasn't in a nasty way. Okay, and you didn't um, you didn't try anything on with um, her partner. There was none of that. There's no groping going on. <laughs> this is the best bit about it. Oh. As I went to walk out of the room, she says, "Get back." There's more. Oh, oh God, no. you might be pregnant. I'm like, <laughs> oh God, yeah. I said, "Another company." No, Please, there can't be more. Apparently, I groped him in the bum. Oh! You did what? You poked him in the bum? Groped him. I groped him oh, in groped the bum. groped him? I thought you thought it was a... Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> it could have been worse, it turns out. <laughs> it could have been. Ah, well, yeah, yeah. they did. They came to the conclusion that they don't know if it was a real grope or if this was just me trying to get comfort. Was it what, what, like a cushion? You were like a cat? <laughs> yes, pouring. Pouring, it, pouring a, an ass. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I'd have previous for doing stuff like this. Oh, I miss those days of, of blackout and not knowing what I did for extended periods of time. I miss no, those days. No, even whenever I've been sober. Even when I'm sober, I have a habit of sleepwalking mm. and, you know, not knowing what I've been doing. So, yeah. you know, I can I can plead the fifth with that one. 
then she married yeah, him. Yeah, she you're married stuck him. with him forever. Louise, thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I used to sleepwalk a bit. I've done it for years. I've, My youngest does it a little bit. I, does it a little bit? I, I've been known. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've and I talk as well. Oh really? Yeah, you can have a conversation with me. I'd rather not. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I was having a conversation with my mum once sleepwalking, and I got so frustrated with her that I headbutted the door. Yeah, on I, purpose, aim frustration. I, mean, I, I, I speak in my sleep. I do remember the other day I had to stay at the house in Windsor, and I, I was having to get up early because my wife was going to work, and I had to get up, and I think it was still Easter holiday. I remember vividly I was having a dream. It's about a train. And the blonde one from Birds of a Feather and I were having a conversation and something had gone wrong, uh, gone wrong. And I said, I'm, I'm really sorry. It's the best we can do. And she said, what did you say? And I said, I'm really sorry. It's the best we can do. And then she said again, what did you say? And I realised it was my wife had walked in. And I was, and I said, and I looked at her and I went, oh, no, no, it's, it's nothing. But I, I, I thought I, but, your wife was Linda Robson. Yeah, but I'd heard myself saying it. I'd heard yeah. myself, the second time I heard myself saying, I'm, I'm sorry, it's the best we can do. Yeah. The headbutting episode, I remembered it from the dr- within the dream and what I was doing was perfectly normal and they were being idiots. Oh, I did. When I, I remember, um, I remember being 15 and my nan was coming to stay and I was sleeping, she was in my bed and I was sleeping downstairs on the camp bed and I remember, uh, what I remember is going up to my mum and dad's room, because they were still together, and they were watching the telly, and I said, is it right if I just sit and watch some telly with you for a bit? And they went, yeah, 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 it's fine. And I, we watched telly, and then I said, right, I'm going to go down to bed. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. It's not what happened. What happened was, about two o'clock in the morning, I burst into their room, <laughs> turned the telly on, sat on the end of their bed, and my mum said, Ian, what are you doing? I said, I've just come to watch some telly. She goes, no, 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 it's time to go to bed now. I went, all right, then, Bye. <laughs> And then went back downstairs to bed. That's what actually happens. It's nuts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I can't go through all those topics again because I don't remember them. We'll make up another ten in a bit. A butcher who wrote "Big Breasted Birds," a joker, huh? On a board outside his shop, got a police warning, even though officers received no complaints. What did he write? Big-breasted birds. Pete Limer, 43, was told to rein in his popular saucy slogans, including tenderise your rump and big cocks. (laughs) No, no, that's not true. Is it true? Yeah. Oh, dear. It says here, ladies, a few big fresh cock, few big fresh cock. But then it says chickens, and I think chickens is supposed to be in between fresh and cock. Even then, it doesn't make sense. Even fresh chickens cock doesn't make sense, because you don't say fresh chickens cock. Cock is a, cock is a chicken. Mm. There's no word for a female chicken. We've established yeah, that. Yeah, hen. No, 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 no. You can still call a... You can, hen is just short for chicken. You can call a cock a hen. We have... We have turn, turn these microphones off again for a second. What are you talking about? We've had this before. No, no, no. You're starting to wind me up. It's, the, it's respect. All it is is respect. Well, respect the facts. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the facts are almost immaterial in this conversation. Well, I think they might be. The facts are almost immaterial in this conversation. What you're doing is you're pissing me off. Wow. And it, it's completely down to your attitude. I can see why Denny won't give you your own show. I can see why Jamie East has requested that you don't go on his show. I can see why um, Rufus Hound is... That he won't do this shift again. Mm-hmm. I just think you, you need to 
just need to focus. Um, so there's no word for uh, female chicken. Uh, he said he had recently been visited twice by officers, adding, I think political correctness. Where is he from? Doesn't Apparently say... 1973. Um, doesn't say where he's from, so I'll, I'll leave him. I'll carry on with that accent. He's, he, I think political correctness is getting a bit out of hand. I'm not trying to upset anybody. A.D. Woodcock, 43, who owns a shop next door to J.W. Ashenson in Leek, Staffordshire, Stafford, Staffs, Staffs, added... Do you want some help with that, or are you OK? Oh, it's fun. You see people taking pictures. It's a bit much the police getting involved. Another one now. Customer Jim Fisher, 64, said... I never thought the signs were too much. Peter just does it to draw attention to business. Police said the owner was... There's a fourth one. Gosh. Police said the owner was told to give careful consideration to what was written in case anyone took offence. Is that the policeman's voice? That's the policeman's yeah, voice. Standard. That's a standard, standard. voice. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This really is shaping up to be um, the, the show of shows. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're talking the usual nonsense. We also threw out ten phoning topics, which I can't remember what they were. I know there was um, um, uh, ever been silly in the bathroom or something, was it? Ever done something? Silly ever in done the something silly in the bathroom? You can call about. You can call about anything you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Danny. Ah, oh, Ian, Kath, how are the pair of you? I'm surviving. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 47. I know you can't tell by looking at me, but um, you, you know that saying you live and learn? I found out something last week that I was truly shocked to learn. I'm quite... I don't know how to take it. You ready for this? I'm ready for it. My daughter, Sean, she's uh, 20 at the end of this month. She's at Nottingham University. Well, I'm, I'm born in London, and we, um, we all live in a village near Cambridge, God, Manchester. Yes. So... <clears throat> um, so I've uh, a slight London twang, and my daughter has a very normal um, English accent. Yes, what, what, so what, whatever that means these days. Well, this yep. is the point I'm getting to. Oh. Um, so she's in Nottingham, she's doing teacher training, she's in her first year, and she's at a school in Nottingham. Yes. And she was teaching, she wants to be a primary school teacher, she's working with year threes or fours, something oh, like that, I can't yes. remember what she said. I think they're about eight or nine, seven or eight years old, teaching yes. some of them to speak, yes. um, to read. Yes. And so she said she was reading this line out of a book, the cat walked down the path. Yeah. And the child looked at her and said, the, what? She said, the cat walked down the path. Yes. And she said, what's a path? Oh. And so my daughter said, well, it's, it's like a, a pavement. Yeah. And she said, I've never heard of the word path before. So oh. she, she, my daughter asked the teacher, I said, oh, I wouldn't. I, would, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say a pavement is like a path. I would. I would pick her like up on that. Like a track. Yeah. yeah okay. Either yeah, way, I would say it's like a track, or I would say it's. Um, see, I initially associate a path with going from the front door to the to the pavement. I wouldn't quite oh, say it's definitely not a pavement. Yeah. She's she's she she's given mis- misleading information there, but I suspect that's not the point of the story. So continue. It, it, it's not. Anyway, no. You are quite right. Yeah. And so she said to the teacher, and she said, "Oh, we don't teach them to speak like that up here. We have to say." Pass. Hey! It's un- unbelievable. They're teaching our kids not to speak the Queen's English, and I think it needs to You don't to speak talk. the Queen's English. I'll, I'll let you talk. What are you talk. talking about, right? 
you, she's teaching children who have an accent. It's not that they're not speaking properly, they've got an accent, and that's quite a different thing. They should say path, not I s- path. I say path. path. Hey, I've got, I, I'm on the radio and I say path. Yeah, but you're, you're a, a yesteryear's generation like me. Isn't, we're, we're lost hope. There's nothing that can be done with us. So you think everyone should be taught to speak exactly the same like they were in the 1940s? Really? No, no, really, I'm not. No, I'm just quite shocked. That I never really thought about that before. Um, my friend lives in Peterborough, and she's, and that's only, what, ten minutes from me? And she says Path and Bath, and that's Peterborough. Yeah. It's just weird that I never thought about that before, and it's strange that, that they teach them to speak like that. I always thought that it was just something strange, they... Strange, strange they teach them to speak like that! They are! <laughs> they teach them to speak like that! <laughs> no, here's the, here's the problem. No one in the school could understand your daughter's accent. That's all it is. They can't. Well, she doesn't even have an accent. Yes, well, she, she does. She, this is it. She does to them, and and they couldn't understand her accent. So not only is she giving false information about what a path <laughs> actually is, she's confusing things by not trying to fit in and um, uh, uh, bend to the native, the native tongue, the native tongue. So so more. F- I, I I hope she gets stripped of her teaching. <laughs> Licence. I told her, if she comes down here speaking like a dirty northerner, she's out. Well, there you go. There Thanks it is. very much for calling, Danny. <laughs> that, ch- that cackle at the end. Well, I agree. I'm with you on this one. I despite the fact, can I just say, just to flag up, despite the fact that you've back-chatted me three times on air mm. tonight... But it was enunciated well. I am... It was... It was I, I, you're absolutely right. I cannot... You, you enunciate back-chat better than anyone. You don't mumble it. No. You you enunciate. Mm, you have that. And I'm... And I, just again, there's another indicator that I'm the bigger man um, out of the two of us. Just. Um, because I'm backing you up on this one, even though you've slighted me. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. No, just... I, I know he was only half joking. I think he meant it. But yeah, dirty northerner. They're Midlanders, by the way, Nottingham. By the way, send that clip to um, to the video, boy. Get get that clip of you having a I'm go at him. I'm furious. Yeah, good. Um, I, was... I got picked on so badly for my accent. This is the thing, I, you know, having mm. been a 10-year-old kid who moved from north to south mm. and spent, I probably spent about th- the first three years at that school justifying the way I spoke. I had people saying, are you American? <laughs> and it's all because, <laughs> do you know why? It's because the bumpkins, right? And they've never been anywhere outside where <laughs> they live. It's true. And it's people going, well, I haven't got an accent. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have actually. Yeah, you have. Is what but you, you don't fa- you don't know you've got an accent until you go outside, mm. like the ten mile radius of where you live. So maybe you should try it, Danny. Danny, Jack, and Danny. Let's go to <laughs> Tina. Good evening, Tina. Don't make a sound. I know you're watching. <laughs> watching all the commotion. Yogurt. I would advocate yogurt. I think she's singing this with her son. That's the weird thing. And her daughter. It's her daughter, isn't it? That's weird. I don't know the words. No, all the tune. Or <laughs> how to put the bottle down. Yep. Oh, things hung up. No, you've not. Hello. 
Yes, good good evening. You're on the radio. Maybe it was better. Maybe it was better when we didn't get calls. The sex is on fire. Ears are bunged up. It's only it's only Wednesday. I know. It's only Wednesday. It's a school night. It's going to be a quiet day in that office tomorrow. It is a school night, and that family. And if I remember Tina correctly, it is, it is a mum and a daughter, and I think there is a son there as well, all drunk, all phoning up, singing about sex to each other. Wrong on every, every level. And that, my friends, is the late night alternative. That's the late night alternative. <laughs> the LBC will be, you know, anyway. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. But this is what I think late night radio should be. It's, it's, you know, th- there's no point in us going through the, the topics of the day because they've been discussed to death. And I'll be honest, I find, I find news really boring. You know, I found the, 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 the three line whip thing interesting because it was obviously so bent in its decision, you know, to, to, to protect Theresa May and keep her as, as prime minister for a bit. Um, but generally, I find news very dull, and it's it's all been discussed to death by everybody else on this station and everybody else on every other station. And for me, late night radio always has been and should be, or should be a, a, certainly at least an outlet where people can go. Uh, you know what? I'm drunk. I want to phone up. I want to sing "Sexes on Fire" with my kids. I want to do that, and that, that's fine. I've not got a problem with that. Um, let's go to John. Good evening, John. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, John. Good evening, Kath. Hiya, John. Uh, Catherine, I sent you a tweet before uh, with a, a new girlfriend. What, Ian, did you look at it? Yeah, it someone made entirely out of teeth. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't see it. Catherine's not my, my matchmaker. No, no. Anyway, well, when she, you, you, I, I thought you had a bit of a thing for teeth, so I thought I'd send you that one. OK, well, I, you'll, you'll have a thing for teeth in a minute when I knock yours out. No bother. Uh, the, <laughs> wrong room. Wrong yes. Room. You're wrong room. These topics, yeah. this is what the kids want. We can do this every night. Well, I've got something else up there anyway, but... Um, yes. I haven't been ringing for the last few weeks because I've been, like, semi on the wagon, you know? You've, you've had a... what? A semi on the wagon. <laughs> oh. Virtually on the wagon, then, put it out okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, uh. Anyway, the wrong room one. It's that James Blunt song about getting a semi by the sea. I mean, that's what killed his career. I haven't got a clue. Semi got a semi by the sea. Three wise men had a semi by the oh, sea. Dirty, dirty boy. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, uh, one night I walked into my daughter's room. Yes. And I was full of drink. Yes. Uh, and I can just remember I shouting at us, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, what are you doing? Oh, and God. I was opening the wardrobe door. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. You didn't, did you? No, no. Oh. But I had done in the past. I, I do remember it once. Very um, common. Very common. What is it? The thing about, right, the, the stories I've heard about this, blokes usually have had a skin full. We in, in the wardrobe or on the washing? Well, I, I've never done it on the washing, I've done this. But, but I, I, I did follow it through once, um, and it was it must have been Christmas Eve, and, and I, I went into the uh, sister-in-law's bedroom, and, um, and I weighed on all the Christmas presents in the wardrobe. <laughs> Alcoholism's funny, isn't it? It's funny. But, but I didn't think anybody noticed. <laughs> oh, 
Well, that's um. They were probably presents that weren't um, like perishable sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. Uh, so selection uh, boxes. Uh, mm. Aye. Well, I, I don't know if you can remember. Uh, uh, about six or seven weeks ago, I asked you about Ivan Major, and, and you didn't know him. Um, and, and I wasn't really good at getting my point across, like, you know, when I was drinking. Um, and, and the point I was trying to make was yes. um, that he was suffering with dementia. Right. Um, but he's since died now. Who's Who has died? Ivan Major. Who's Ivan Major? Well, he was, like, um, 15 times... Uh, world Speedway champion. Okay, right. Well, Mot- does motorbikes, yeah? Six, six times on uh, Speedway, but other other championships like on are available. Similar, similar sport, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as I say, like he, he, he's died now, but at the time there was a um, there was a campaign going to try and like get a get a street name for him oh. at the place where he lived in Stockport, you know. Yeah. Um, and at the time it, it wasn't really going that well, but. Even since uh, since he's died, it, I think it's um, it's it's being missed out. You know, like um, I think a lot of the, the, the fans of his would be the older generation that want online. You know, um, but also it, Speedway is a minority sport. It is now, yes, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and been going round and round in a circle on a dirt track. That's what it, it is. Well, uh, that's it. Sounds boring, doesn't it? But, no, it's, uh, it's not my cup of tea. Aye. Uh, but there is a lot of skill involved, you know. Um, obviously, it, it's like... Leaning. Staying on it. Aye, just... Really? Aye, just, just a bit more than that. Aye. Aye. Um, Jumping? No, they don't jump. Oh. It's not Evil Knievel or Eddie Kidd. Cass, I thought you would know a bit more about it, seeing as you, um, you ran, a, ran, like, ran quickly to the ice cream van at the speedway. Oh, yeah. Well, I only imagined the speedway. Oh, I actually see. saw the oh, said, down the speedway said, people chasing People are all the quoting the lyrics to your, your pop group from nearly 30 years ago. <laughs> I've arrived. That's amazing. If we'd have known then when we were in that garage. Yeah, it's <laughs> just amazing. Reform, like Abba, you know. <laughs> there was talk of that at one point. Uh, oh, mate, reform, reform, what's it called? Yo, wow. Wow, reform, wow, and come and perform on this show. <laughs> I want wow. I will offer... Uh, John, listen, I've got to move on because we're coming up to the news, but thank you very much indeed. Uh, there's a brilliant Saturday li- Saturday Night Live sketch from about 1976 where, um, uh, who's the producer? Lorne Michaels comes out and he says, um, and there's, there's a lot of, in the mid-70s, a lot of talk about the Beatles reuniting. Have you heard this sketch? No, it's brilliant. A lot of talk about the Beatles reuniting. And um, Lorne Michaels comes out and he dresses the camera and he says, um, We've heard lots of rumours about the Beatles reuniting, and and, um, I want to address this to four people. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. If you are prepared to come on this show, then we will give you (laughs) $3,000. And he pulls out a cheque for $3,000. Be late for the ads. Pulls out a cheque for $3,000. says, all you have to do for that is perform three of your hits. You divide it any way you want. If you want to give less to Ringo, that's up to you. <laughs> and here's here's the thing. Apparently, John and Paul were together in John Lennon's apartment in New York, where Saturday Night Live is filmed, or is, is goes out live, and they were watching it, they're going, 
Shall we? Shall we rock up? And they almost rocked up to go and do it, but they were too stoned to leave their their thing. Imagine that. But, guys, we will pay you (laughs) $3,000. That's so great. 03444991000. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344. 499-1000. So I found the Saturday Night Live skit. It's not the best audio, so you've got to kind of listen. But this is um, this is 1976. Bearing in mind that, well, the, John Lennon and Paul McCartney are supposedly... I've heard two versions of this. They're either watching it together in John's apartment, you know, a mile from where it's being filmed, or the next weekend they're watching the next episode and John says, oh, did you see that offer? We should go down there tonight and do it. Anyway, so this is... It's not the greatest audio, but... Lauren Michaels, the producer of Saturday Night. Right now we're being seen by approximately 22 million viewers. But please allow me, if I may, to address myself to four very special people. John, Paul, George, and Ringo, the Beatles. Lately there have been a lot of rumors to the effect that the four of you might be getting back together. That would be great. In my book, the Beatles are the best thing that ever happened to music. It goes even deeper than that. You're not just a musical group, you're a part of us. We grew up with you. It's for this reason that I'm inviting you to come on our show. <laughs> now, we've heard and read a lot about personality and legal conflicts that might prevent you guys from reuniting. That's something which is none of my business. You guys will have to handle that. But it's also been said that no one has yet to come up with enough money to satisfy you. <laughs> well, if it's money you want, there's no problem here. The National Broadcasting Company has authorized me to offer you a certified check for three thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, there it is. Can we can we uh, get a close up of this, Dave? Which camera is it on? Ah, I moved in there. Now here it is, as you can see, verifiably, it is a check made out to you, the Beatles, for three thousand dollars. All you have to do is sing three Beatle tunes. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thousand dollars right there. <laughs> you know the words, it'll be easy. Like I said, this is made out, this check here is made out to the Beatles. You divide it any way you want. You want to give Ringo less, that's up to you. I'd rather not get involved. I'm sincere about this. If it uh, helps you to reach a decision to reunite, well then, it's a worth the investment. You have agents, you know where I can be reached. Just think about it, okay? Thank you. It's good, isn't it? Yes. Then a few weeks later, George Harrison is on. This audio is even worse. It's Paul Simon. George, George Harrison is on. It's hard to work out that it's George Harrison on this. I just heard a clip of it, but... Available. Um, 
for the opening the Christmas is live from New York on Saturday night. Live from New York. It's Saturday night. It's our dear, but he offered him $250 to say that. Oh. I do like the Beatles. I love George. Yeah, I miss George. George is coming on the show next week. Imagine. Imagine. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, George Harrison coming on the show next week. Um, he's not. We've got Katie Puckrick on tomorrow. Yeah, it's not quite have. George Harrison, but it's still brilliant. It's as, good, it's as good as you can get. Love Katie Puckrick. She's so much fun. Are you having to be her taxi service? Yeah. Oh! I offered. It was a pleasure last time. <laughs> I did get pulled over by the police on the way back. <laughs> you did, didn't you? Yeah. But you were driving like a, an absolute um, beast. It, it was a very, very rainy night and I didn't know where I was and I made a series of well, errors that I should have been pulled up about and I was. Well, it's if you listen... Beautiful, beautiful moonlit night tonight. Um, the crickets are cricketing. Let's go to Russell. Good evening, Russell. Hello, Ian. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Russell. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, I just, well, I want to say uh, how I lost my job today. Oh, man, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. No. It's, I just wonder how you're so confident. I don't, I can't talk to people. Man, first of all, oh yeah, go on. What were you going to say, man? No, sorry. Um, well, all it was, I had a, I had to go for an X-ray today, and I, I couldn't even talk to the supervisor to say that I had to go for an X-ray. I'm like so embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed, man. So what, yeah, what so what happened? So you had, you had to go to the hospital and you couldn't tell the, the supervisor yeah, you had to go sorry, to the hospital? No, yeah, sorry, Ian. Um, even when I just talk to someone, I'll, I'll go really red. Yeah. And I'll get embarrassed because of that. Yeah. And that's why I can't talk to people. So, well, you're doing a brilliant job now. So th- th- that, that statement, you. I think you need to reassess because you're doing a great job now. So, so, so what? So, why did you lose your job? If you don't mind me asking. Well, no. Um, I've been there about a month, and all it was was I signed. I signed out. They said if you go, you have to sign out. Yeah. So I signed out, but I couldn't see the supervisor. Right. And I just went to go to the hospital yes and then what did he phone you up and say don't come back yeah um i did see sort of one one supervisor but you know what i mean i um i don't know talking to people no so and you didn't see you didn't see the supervisor that you kind of had to see and say i need to go to the hospital no well first thing see one person i was sort of embarrassed to talk yeah first things first how did it go at the hospital well, I've got to go and have more tests. What? Well, are you all right? Uh, if I can speak about it, I've found a lump on my testicle. Okay. And I've got to go and have more tests. Okay. How are you feeling about the lump? I'm really worried about it, to be honest. Yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are. I bet it's, um... Well, well done for checking it, and well done for going and getting it checked out, because a lot of blokes don't check. I check all the time. Not all the time. Yeah. That would be, you don't do it on a bus. <laughs> but I check, and, um, uh, you know, and a lot of blokes don't check, and a lot of blokes do check. 
or, or yeah. they notice something, they think, ah, oh, it'll be all right, and they don't go, they don't go. So well done for going. Yeah. Here's, 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 here's the good news, right? Yeah. Here's the good news. First of all, it's probably nothing. <laughs> more often than not, it's nothing, but keep going and getting it checked out. Don't take my word for yeah. it. Go and see the doctor. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, and the, 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 they can operate on that so easily now and <laughs> so easily and c- they can it, it can be it's non-life-threatening as long as you get it seen mm-hmm. to yeah. the, the worst that will happen is they will take a ball away and yeah, it yeah. can function sexually uh, with one testicle you can still father okay. children with one testicle and i think you know, they even now that's they, what i'm worried about <laughs> you're worried about what be, 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 uh, being able to be a dad yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You can still, you can still, you're still producing the good stuff with <laughs> one testicle, man. Honestly. And yeah. they also now, I believe, they give you, they, they put like a fake testicle in. Like a little plastic oh. ball, I guess it is. <laughs> I, in my head, I imagine it's those Super Balls that you bounce and they go, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that. But they put a thing in so that it looks, everything looks as it's meant to look. Okay. So, <laughs> honestly, honestly, testicular cancer is one of the miracles of modern science. It used to kill blokes yeah. all the time. And, and it, it's it, the, it, the, it, the percentage of people, the men, that are treated successfully and mm-hmm. it doesn't return, it's, it's ridiculously high, man. So you're going to be yeah. fine. Okay. You're going to be fine. And you'll still Thank be able you. to have sex. You'll still be able to have kids. That's good. <laughs> that's, so that's Brilliant. great. So, so that's <laughs> yeah, that is... so don't even worry about that right okay. but, but again you know next time you go to the hospital and, and or, or speak to the doctors you know if you, yeah. you why would you believe a bloke on the radio because i can't give medical no. advice <laughs> just just say you know if i have to have a ball removed can i yeah. still can i still be a dad yeah you need to hear that's it from I'm a worried about yeah as well. yeah if you need to hear it from a medical be. professional <laughs> do, do you want to be i'll do yeah it's hard work yeah. man <laughs> how old are you now yeah. I'm 30 at the moment. Okay, okay. It's, it's hard work. It's the best job in the world, being a dad. Yeah. And you talk about confidence, right? Because yeah. I'm not very confident yeah. myself. And I know... It, it, you seem... Yeah. You... I'm pretending. A lot of it is pretending. But a lot... Right, I find it difficult, Russell, to go up to people and speak to them, right? Are you still there? Have you gone? Russell? Russell! I think you might... Uh, he's gone. Can we try and get Russell back, please, James? Um, oh, poor lad. But the, the, what they can do with testicular cancer now, it's incredible. It's inc- I know loads of people that have, that have had that operation. Loads. I know a handful of people that have had that operation. Um, and everything still functions and everything still works and it's fine. I think we've got Russell back. Where, where, where did you go, man? Hey, what happened there? I don't know. Outrageous. Outrageous. Um, <laughs> what I was saying is, is uh, 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 a lot of the, the confidence is an act. When I'm in the studio, I am confident, right? Because yeah. uh, it's, this, is, this is my workspace and I kind of control it and I own it and, and, and I know what I'm doing, okay? I'm, okay. I tell you, it's interesting. We got, we're just saying we've got Katie Puckrick coming in tomorrow, who's, 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 who's brilliant, right. right? Yeah. And for the hour or so that she's here, and Kath mm-hmm. will know this, because I've spoken to Kath about this and she, she's seen it. Right. When I have someone in the studio, my confidence drops way down, way really? down. I, yeah, it really <laughs> does, man. It really yeah. does. And I don't know. I, I struggle with conversation. You've seen this, haven't you, Kat? Yeah, because, you know, like everybody, doesn't want to make an idiot of himself. And he wants people to like him. Yeah. And also, no. if, if, if he's slightly kind of... Um, 
if he's impressed by someone, yeah. and we don't get anyone in that doesn't impress us, let's be yeah. honest, yeah. it can be a <laughs> yeah. bit, you know, you don't want to make a titty yourself, do you? But here's the thing. No, talk, about, talk about kids, Russell, right? Um, yes. Since having my yes. boys, I have found myself, I, I, you know, I couldn't, um, I hate going up, in, you know, in a restaurant and saying, no, this food you sent us was the wrong thing. Can we get something else? But if I'm with yeah, my boys. I could never do that. <laughs> no, yeah. You could thing. do it for someone else. Yeah, I, if I'm with my boys and they get sent yeah. the wrong thing, part of me's still going, oh, God, just accept it. Please just accept it. You're not happy? Right. Excuse me. We've been sent the wrong. And I can do it because I'm doing it for the boys. It's this, like, yeah. dad gene and oh. mum gene, I think. You know, it just kind of <laughs> kicks in. It's still uncomfortable. I don't like yeah. doing it. And part of me's going, oh, please just accept the fact that you got turkey nuggets instead of fish fingers. <laughs> but I'll yeah. do it because, you know, okay. I'm a dad. A lot of it is pretending, oh, man. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's, it's all, literally, or someone can walk up to me and say, oh, and... I'll just go red. I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll cannot talk to people. I, I don't know. It's, so funny, it's think... funny, isn't it? It's a funny. It's a funny um, it really is. thing that uh, that what sing- Here's the thing, right? Loads of people feel the same as you. I've only learned this in yeah. the last few years. Loads of people feel the mm-hmm. same as you, and probably worse than you. And people that you look at that you think are really confident. Uh, yeah. We were watching this farmers thing, right? And one of the farmers was a cocky, loud so and so, right? Right. <laughs> and we were kind of laughing at him and going, well, this guy's an idiot. And I went, and then I turned to Kat mm-hmm. and said, well, you know the reason he's doing it is because he's really shy and, and insecure. Mm-hmm. And so he's compensating yeah. by being loud and over the top. And once oh, you right, realise yeah. that, it made sense. Um, I know, yeah. Everyone's pretending, Russell. This is what I'm learning. Everyone yeah. is pretending. <laughs> no one knows what they're doing, brother. All right. <laughs> this job that you lost today, do, yes. you, do you want it back? I, I do. I really do want it back, yeah. Would you consider ringing them and telling them what happened today? Because I think that they would be mortified if they knew. Well, I would. I would try and phone them tomorrow. Well, try it, phone them, or I if really it's easy. I need a job as well. Exactly. So. Well, if, if it's easy, why not write them a letter and, and pop yeah. it in? Or an email. Yeah. Uh, are you better on the phone or, or the same? Um... I'd say I'm, I'd be better writing or doing an email. Yeah. Could you do an email that your supervisor would see tomorrow? Because I imagine you want to get this sorted yeah. out as soon as possible. Yeah, I could. I do, definitely. I need to work. I want to work. Of course right. you do, man. Of course you do, because you're, you're a good bloke. Yeah. Why don't you write him a little email tonight? Yeah. And tell him what you've told me. Not about the um, the shite. You don't need to tell him that. But if you, if you, no. if, if you tell him, look, I'm really sorry... Yeah. Not been thinking properly because I've been really worried. I found a lump on my testicle. I've been going mm-hmm. to the hospital for that. I'm probably going to have to go a few more times. Of course, I should have told you about it. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm really worried. Is there any chance yeah. I could come back in and we could start again? Something like that. Yeah, I could do. I'll do that tonight. Do it tonight, man. Do it tonight. Yeah. Um, read through it a few times, uh, and then if okay. you're happy send it off you know and and uh, here's again another thing i'm learning honesty honesty is yeah. is, is the is the is the best thing it's so, so hard to be honest sometimes but it actually <laughs> it generally it it, ge- it generally works give yeah. it a go man and um if you feel up to it give Sorry, us a call. I don't talk much <laughs> don't, fine. you've done me... amazingly do you know how many people listen to this show and never phone us yeah it's a massive <laughs> step you've done something brilliant obviously obviously I've only found your station in the last month, but I think 
it's an amazing station. Well, you've done a wicked <laughs> job tonight, Russell. You should feel proud. Yeah, mate, you should Thank feel proud. You. You've done a good job. And, and if you, you know what else as well? There'll be people listening at home who've got the same thing yeah. and are worried about it, and you will have given them something yeah. to think about. If you feel up to oh, it tomorrow, mate, give us much. a call and let us know how it goes with the job. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Take care. Oh, thank you for listening. Thanks. Oh, bye bye. What a nice bloke. What a nice bloke. To his boss, he just sloped off, you see. Yeah. You'd have to be a monster not to understand that situation. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. I, That's I why agree. I asked him if he wanted that job. If, you yeah, know, if they're... I agree. Um, and he's worried. He's scared. You would be. You know, even, even after, you know, I. If I found a lump, I'd be terrified. I found a, a lump in my breast at one point yeah. about when I was about 28 and. Um, it turned out to be nothing, thank God, and I did get seen. I went and got, and it was going and talk to, talking to the doctor about it, um, going, and then when they put me through for a, you know a tests and things, it's all you can think about. Yeah, yeah. It's all you can think about, and you don't think straight. You can't, you, you can't prioritise anything else, and you can't imagine what the, you know, what the day after that the next test is going to be like. So I completely get it. But well done, Russell, for going. But with, honestly, and well done for everyone. Every bloke should check their testicles and uh, anything that you think. Oh, I don't, I don't think that was there before. That feels a little bit different. Go and go and show go and show the doctor because um, they can do miracles with that now. The worst case scenario is they they cut a nut off, and you but everything still works. It still does the same thing. <laughs> Thank you, Russell. That was a really good call. I I, I enjoyed talking to you, man. We'll hopefully we'll speak again. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. No rules, nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> ah, right, cool. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. So, um, my friend Ian Watkins makes these little five minute, five minutes of. And he did them. He did about half a dozen a couple of years ago, and I think he put them out as a podcast, then deleted them. He said to someone who suffers with, uh, he won't, won't mind me saying this, I'm sure, with self confidence and, and self belief. And I think he's brilliant. I think he's I think he's an original. He's, he's just not had the breaks that I, you know that I've had. And I think he's as, I think he's as good as me on a good day. Um, and I don't say that very often. Um, uh, and he makes these 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 things, and I, and I just think they're art. I think they're they're wonderful, and they're tragic, and they're uplifting, and they're funny, and they're sad, and they're heartbreak. They're all of these things. They're human. They're great. And he basically goes and sits with a load of people, one at a time, handful of people, asks them loads of different questions, then edits them down into little five minute themed things. If you want to f- follow Watco, he's at Watco on Twitter. Uh, this is a new one. He's 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 made especially for us. Five minutes of philosophy. Oh. It's a great day to sell green hoovers. <laughs> I used to stand in the mirror every day when I used to sell vacuum cleaners and go, it's a great day today to sell green hoovers. But um, no, the first thing I do is I try, what I try and do is I've got certain things that I've got written and put on my wall at home in the, just in the hall. And it's things like be kind to people. And literally, just say this on the on the wall. Uh, be your own best friend. Um, don't be hard on people. Give people time. Learn to respect yourself. I've got all these things, and I read those before I set off for the day. You live down here once, so you might as well enjoy your life while you're down here, because when it's gone, that's it. That'd be my motto. I'd tell anybody. I like to make people laugh, I'll, you know, and if I see people what's looking miserable, I'll just crack up at, crack out, 
a joke just to make them smile. Just get on with it. Just get on with what life throws at you. You can't always uh, have what you want. You can't always do what you want. You make the best of what you got. I take life as a, a great challenge and I, I look forward to it and I run with it. And it is good. You know, you, you get out of it what you put in. And I think I'm a great believer in... I believe in God. I don't believe in a God. I believe in there is something out there that is made to work for us. And it's a faith as opposed to a religion. And I think, you know, at the end of our lives, there's there's somebody going to wait to build it a bit like this, be like an interview. And he's going to say, or she's going to say, so what have you learned? And then I'm going to have to go through my whole life and put it into context. And to, and to be able to say, this is what I've learned. And every day is a whole new learning game. So, yeah, I love life. Grasp it, run with it. If there's something that needs doing, it's easier to get on with it and do it than sit and moan about it. So... And I'm, not, I'm at my office and I'm doing something for somebody else. I accept responsibility for who I am. Oh my God. I accept responsibility for what I have become. I do not blame anybody. I do not praise anybody for the way I have turned out. Um, I have made my own successes. I have made my own failures. Um, and I live by them and I accept them. And they are what... It, everything that has happened to me has made me what I am. Um, whether it was of my own volition or by accident or whatever, um, if I'd have if I'd have changed it, I could have done. But I accept what I am, so I am my own person. I am, I am not. I am nobody's tool. I am nobody's fool, but my own. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Don't do drugs. I'll eat the odd bit of chocolate now and then, but who doesn't? You've got to enjoy life. Can't be totally boring. I just think most things you've got to just ride through them, you know, because you can't alter fate or whatever, can you? If it's meant to be, it'll be, and you've just got to deal with it the best way you can, you know. Um, oh, I know sometimes, I mean, you get really uptight about things, uh, but it passes, and then you look back and you think, well, you know, that's okay now. <laughs> Everything's working in progress because you cannot predict the future. You can't tell me what's going to happen tomorrow. You can't tell me what's going to happen next week. We don't know about life. We can't even, even predict the weather. I suppose if I had any sort of mantra, it would be all things in moderation and do your best and live by and live with your mistakes. Um, I try to do my best. If I fail, I fail. If I succeed, I'm pleased. If somebody pulls out in a car in front of somebody, how many of us go, oh, uh, you idiot and blah, 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 blah? Because the meaning that we've given is they're an undriven with undue care and attention or whatever. But could we have given the meaning? He's just driven like that because somebody's dying in hospital. He's just driven like that because he's getting married and he's late for his running. He's just driven like that because his kids, his school's just rang up and it's... The reality is, we don't know why that person's just pulled out in front of us. So instead of adding meaning to the event that you've seen, strip any meaning out, don't give it any meaning at all, and take things on face value. And by doing that, you don't, you keep yourself on the straight and narrow, and you keep yourself emotionally strong.
good, though, isn't it? I mean, a lot of twaddle in there. Yeah, I think the person that pulled out was probably a prat, but he might have been late for his wedding. I do like those. Thank you, Watco. They're brilliant. I really appreciate If you want to find out more about Watco, well, I say go to at Watco on Twitter. You don't really post much on there. He's, he's got his head screwed on. Good. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The last half an hour of the show before Paul Ross. Paul, it's Wednesday, only Wednesday, isn't it? Oh, I was thinking, is it Friday? No. So tomorrow, busy day, going to Oxford to Vox Pop, which I hate doing. But I'll do it. And I'll do it really well. And then coming in and doing the show tomorrow. And then straight after the show, I'm getting a taxi, a cab, a mini cab, a private car to whisk me to Portsmouth, where I should be staying at a top class hotel in Portsmouth. Travel tavern. And then I'm getting up at eight o'clock in the morning. So Mm. it took me, I think it took me three hours to get to Portsmouth last time. Wow. Did it? Didn't it? Two and a half hours. Two, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours it took. I got there about half three. Yeah. Did you sleep? No, I couldn't on the way down. Do you uh, want me to bring my travel pillow in tomorrow and you can have it? Uh, yeah, that'd be wicked. All right. Um, no, don't, because then I'll have to carry it. So, no. It'll be yours. Um, it won't fit up there. Um, so, and then, and then, so, so this is right. So, so tomorrow night after the show, going to the Portsmouth. Then Friday morning, getting up at eight, having breakfast, then getting the ferry to the Isle of Wight. Then I'm going to be broadcasting live from the Isle of Wight for Loose Women. Then as soon as that finishes, getting back on the ferry, getting in the car, trying to get back home to Windsor for five o'clock so I can pick the kids up from school. Oh! Don't they come out at half past three? Oh! They can stay in after school club. (laughs) So that's... um, so that's that's my life at the moment, guys. And um, suddenly... Well, you're in demand. I'm in demand. Why is The Sun got beef with YouTube? Done a lot of stories this week, including front page about YouTube being um, rubbish. I wonder why. I wonder, what I wonder what it is. I wonder how The Sun is losing money because of YouTube. That's what, that's what it'll be. Either the, the Sun is losing money... Or YouTube. Um, by the way, um, Tommy Boyd's um, reasoning for why they were having a pop at John Cleese was wrong. And Tommy Boyd's deconstruction of the, the uh, Mr. Creosote sketch was pompous bullshine. It's a sketch about a fat bloke. It's not about capitalism. It's not about capitalism. What are you talking about? It's a sketch about a fat bloke. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Uh, is it all by the same person? Have they just done like a massive? Is this just a series? A, I don't know. a massive investigation by one person. YouTube stars are being paid to encourage students to cheat. Pay me, I'll encourage students to cheat. In fact, I'd say it for free. Kids, cheat, 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 and copy people and get brainy mates to help you out and do it for you. When I was studying in Spain. There is a whole culture over there of cheating in exams. Yeah. And the teachers know you're doing it. You get as long extra as marks for cheating. If, you don't catch, if they don't catch you, they think, fair play. They know you... There's a whole... I, I had a boyfriend there and he told me all these different ways that people cheated. There were like yeah. transmitters, writing things inside the bar, all that stuff. Well, there's, the, the, excuse my language, and the, the, the Spanish are shit. <laughs> my God! There is a picaresque culture. That's not even a word. It is. Picturesque. No, picaresco. 
Well, it's a Spanish word, pick for big tickets. <laughs> Videos by prankster Adam Saylor and British gamer JMX, who have nearly six and a half million subscribers combined, have carried ads for EduBirdie, which offers essays for cash. Oh, well, YouTube stars are being paid to encourage students to cheat. Well, that just means... Uh, okay, no, right. Okay. Uh, the the Ukraine, Ukraine-based firm claims the work is 100% plagiarism-free as it's written to order. This is great. This is initiative. I want these pe- these kind of kids working for me. The ones that go, hmm, I don't know how to do this. I know what, I'll, I'll go online. They know how to use the internet. I, I like these. The papers, which are delivered with just the name section left blank, could go undetected by anti-cheating software. Sam Gima, University's Minister for England, Killjoy, said, it's clearly wrong because it is enabling and normalising cheating, potentially on an industrial scale. This is is something that is corrosive to education, and I think YouTube has got to step up to the plate and exercise some responsibility here. Popular YouTubers as young as 12 are being paid hundreds of dollars to endorse the company. Some suggested, here we go, the service could free up time for students to play video games or take drugs. Oh. EduBirdie is not illegal, but students can face severe penalties if caught passing off someone else's work as their own. Right. Um, Shakira Martin of the National Union of Students said... I think it's totally disgusting the fact that these type of organisations are exploiting vulnerable young people. What's the exploitation? It's a service. You're not very good at that subject? I'll tell you what, for, for a few quid, we'll give you a decent essay on it. There you go. Well, how is that exploitation? How is that exploitation? I think that's... Um... I mean, just to regain the moral high ground for a second... Here we go. You're only cheating yourself, of course. Well... well Could you not learn in? You're not Could even... you not gaining through the valuable gift that is education? But if you're cool with that... Uh, I'm cool with it. I didn't even understand what you said. That's how cool I am with well, it. Well, if you get someone else to do your work for you, you're not going through that process yourself by which you learn yeah, something. Of course. So right. you get, you got, you're getting someone else to do it for you. Yeah, that's the point of the story. So I said, you're getting someone else to. This is the point. Of, I don't know if you're listening. This is the point of the story. You're getting. You're paying someone else. Yeah. To do it for you. But you're not bettering yourself. Well, you are because you're getting a good grade. You're bettering your grade. But you're. But you're. Yeah. Your grade is. But you're bettering. doing yourself out of that experience. Well, no. Of grasping okay. knowledge. Okay. Well, the pe- some people are unable to grasp certain knowledge because yeah. it's boring. And also, um, the the bum lickers are unable to grasp the knowledge of um, PayPaling a Ukrainian to write you a good essay. So, who's the winners? Who's the losers? It's 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 well, mur- very murky, very very murky territory. It's hard to tell. It's, yeah. it's hard to tell there. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Um, oh God, is this an idiot? Oh, hey, Glenn. Ian, how the devil are you? Getting really annoyed. Turn that flipping thing off in the background. Sorry, I'll shut the door. No. I apologise. I always say I'm sorry. Just don't do it. Don't do it. No, I was really able to give you a compliment. I think you're mellowing me in your old age. You reckon? 
yeah. I've been listening to you, and I can see the softer side of you. I'd like your opinion, please. On what? You've not said anything that I I can offer an opinion on. No, I think you're mellowing, and I can feel your softer side. Why Why do you want validation from me? I don't want validation. You do. All your call, every call, I've worked this out, every call is you seeking validation from me. Because I'm trying to get your spirit. Do you have sons? Sorry? Do you have sons? I have one son and I have one daughter. Do you get on with your son? Um, yes, very well, actually. Um, two, two weeks from now, I'm going to get a grandson. Well, there you go. I just feel that there's, there's, you have an issue with relationships with younger men. Why? Or maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, maybe I'm being too literal. Maybe it's figures of authority as perceived by you. No, you're authoritarian.
couldn't enjoy the silence, could he? <laughs> couldn't enjoy the silence. What was unusual is that's the first silence in a long time where I've actually found myself getting tenser as it's progressed, more uncomfortable. Normally it's a freeing thing. There's something about that guy. Something about that guy I don't like. What's that? Oh, well, Sugar, tell him the things I said. Keep him out of my way because I'm seeing red. It's that, isn't it? It's George Michaels. Oh. He's George, he reminds me of George Michaels. Does he? No. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Another 20 minutes before Paul Ross comes on. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the, um telephone number if you want to give us a call you're more than welcome to do that another 10-15 minutes or so before paul ross uh comes in um oh this is great look at this a millionaire playboy crashed his rolls royce while showing off to two bikini clad customers passengers sorry look there's a picture of the back of the rolls royce but look, <laughs> What's going on? Is it, there's it's like a bum, a lady's big, round, juicy bum. And she's got one of those bikinis that's hoiked right, right up. Right up there. It's just sticking out the... T- it's a, so had she been sitting on the back, like beauty queen style? I don't know. CCTV footage shows British property tycoon Jodie Sanders, 39, reversing the £270,000 convertible. That's, that's cost more than my house did. That's the price... Oh, by the way, I put in a bid on this house. Is that top secret? Is that secret? I, what I would do is just keep that, keep that on the, keep that on the Ipsnay. Yeah. Low down on the Ipsnay. Beautiful. Because you know, if they're Wikipedia and you, they're probably listening. Oh, so what does that mean? Hey, okay, yeah, beautiful. I'm not doing nothing. What are you talking about? Don't know anybody. Um, uh, to, reversing the two hundred and seventy thousand pounds convertible at speed before he loses control and it goes through a shop women. One uh, shop window, sorry. One shop of women. The, one of the I've just seen. The, I've just seen who's calling in, and that's that's throwing me a little bit. But I'm looking forward to that. One of the women wearing a thong flashes her rear as she stands up on the back seat after Saturday's crash. Sanders, who fled the scene in Portals Noose, Mallorca, has claimed his flip flop got trapped under the pedals. You shouldn't drive. You're not, no, uh, you shouldn't don't. Drive. It's illegal in this country, isn't it? Yeah, I, think. I think so. He's, it's obviously, this is in Portals Noose, Mallorca. The car with the personalised plate, Jody, was impounded by authorities. Yeah, so he ran away from a car with his name on it. <laughs> Clever. Restaurant boss uh, uh, Jose Martin saw the luxury car pass. He said, The man was driving and the music was blaring. Two pretty South American women were in bikinis dancing and taking selfies. The shop's owner, Maria Mammon, said Sanders had phoned to apologise. She added, He was very polite. He asked for the insurance details. He said his foot got cut under the pedals and he was very, very sorry. Is her name Mamon or Maman? Maman. Mamen. Okay. Mamen. Okay. Mamon means sucker. Sanders, an ex of reality TV star Imogen Thomas, divides his time. Uh, boring then. I'll go to this. Look who this is. Hello, Manny. Hello, Ian. Oh, Hello, Kevin. Manny. Manners make it the Manny. Someone fell off the wagon. No. Sounds like it, man. What's going on with you? Oh, you know, I don't know. Um, I kind of do. It sounds like you've you've had the crap kicked out of you. 
we all got sectioned. Mate, what happened? Why? Just, well, I had about six percent vision in my eyes. Yeah, and that sort of bloody went to about two percent. Right. Okay. So, nobody at home. They'd all gone. I didn't know anybody's coming back. Took tablets, bottle, and then I put the letter in my pocket. Remember the letter I was telling you about before? I do, I, I do remember the letter, mate, yes. Yeah, but Mrs. Section me. <laughs> Come on, oh, oh mate. Oh, mate. I'm really sorry that you felt... That, um, <sighs> I'm, I'm really sorry that things got that bad for you. It's got pissed off. Yeah, it's just that's, that's some peed off, isn't it, eh? Mm, no, but that's in there. I've had enough. And I don't know what. I don't know when she came back. I don't know. I woke up in bloody hospital. Are you glad that you are? You came? No, no, that is that's a bloody. Had a couple of people coming there talking, and then that the, says you can get him sectioned. And, and are you glad yeah. that you woke up in hospital, or you would you do you still rather that you hadn't have woken up at all? I wish I never bloody woke up. Um, oh, mate. Yeah, it was bloody crap in there, bloody hell, nothing in that bloody place. Pen, out, pen, it was Penn Hospital, Wolverhampton, for the, you know. But they lock you up. We were bloody paying whatever the medicine they give in. Bloody crap. But I've got to talked into me and stuff like that. Oh, mate, you, uh, uh, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ring in, but I, I just couldn't. I didn't have the courage, really. You know, so I'll, I'll do it today. I didn't listen. I've been listening since I've been here. But. I'm glad you called in. I was thinking about you the other week as well. I was thinking, oh, Manny's not called. Last week, I was thinking about Manny's not called in yeah, for a while. I was thinking the same. I wonder, I wonder what's going on in his roller coaster life. How are you well, feeling? I just, I just had enough of uh, it. I just had a bloody enough of it. I could see a bit of light in both eyes. You know, just just a light coming to the windows. Yeah. And when that, and when that went bloody down, oh, that's it. I've had enough now. You know, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I, don't, I don't wish. Anybody's thought you should go. You could have a arm or a leg taken off. At least you can, yeah, walk about and have a leg fitted. You can't have no eyes fitted. You have your leg taken well, off, you, you can still walk yeah, about. You could have, yeah, you could have, I'll give you your leg put on, right, yeah. <laughs> Can't, haven't, you they have invented, haven't they invented computer eyes yet? Have they not done computer eyes? Uh, uh, they had this thing with some glasses or something, but they don't work. Um, how are you? How are you feeling now in terms of wanting to end your life? Probably about sixty percent. Sixty percent of you wants to to end it. Mm, yeah, but I've always got somebody bloody eyeing me up. Well, how do you know if you can't see them? Are they, are they particularly noisy? You can hear them. Can't you walking uh, about? You can hear them. Okay, in. what can we do? What, 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 okay, what do we do to get you to... Um, get myself. No, shut up, man. I know you're joking. <laughs> Flip it. That's a bit... 
<laughs> oh, Manny, that's a bit near the knuckle, mate, even for this show. How do we... What, what, can, what can we do? What can I do to um, just maybe just try and nudge that 60% down to maybe, I don't know, 57%? What, what, what can I do? It's just there in your head, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just going around and around and around in your head. And then sometimes you think, no, it's not worth it. Then sometimes you think, oh, get it up and done with it. There's no booze left in the house. I don't get no, there's no tablets I can't find. Any bloody tablets anywhere. Nothing in the bloody house now. So, so... But but you were doing so well at not drinking. Oh, it just got to me. In. But 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 drinking drinking is a depressant. Drinking makes drinking magnifies depressed and suicidal feelings. So when they you know if if, mm. if, you, if it's manageable, drinking a load of booze makes it unmanageable. Because I I, I was on um, morphine tablets for the you know because my foot. Oh yes. And then. I, I had them knock the ball back and took the tablet. Never mind. Never mind. Sort of back to myself. Um. Don't kill yourself, Manny. Hang on a minute. Have you put me on speakerphone? Because if so, I'll come. No, it it goes. Have you had a drink today? No, 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 no. You're just no. down. There's nothing, there's nothing in there, is there? No drink, no tablets. <laughs> For flipping it, man. We, you, you and I, we've been talking what on and off four yeah. years, four years, yeah. and um. We've we've covered the whole gamut of um, ridiculousness and stupidness and 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 the depths of depression, man. And um, I know, I know that things will get better. Not necessarily your eyesight, but I know that things will pick up, man. I know it because I've heard you having a laugh and taking the mick out of me and taking the mick out of callers and taking the mick out yourself and. Um, enjoying the rather crap hand you've been dealt. Uh, but I was surprised. I was listening to this last week about you. This is happening to you. That's happening to you. Yeah, we watched you in the jungle. I'm. Um, I'm. Um, yeah. Well. When you, you know, when you the first day you went in. Yeah, I remember the first day. I went you in. you going to that trial was here. Yeah. That's a crawl, th- crawl through the boxes. That's right, there's a table. I mean, they gave me a cup of tea, but when you won, I sort of jumped up and said, Yeah, the bloody table went everywhere. Let's see you. Well, thank you, mate. Um, can you do me a favour? Yeah. Can you give me a call tomorrow night? I will, yeah. But can, you, can, you, can you commit to giving me a call tomorrow night? I will. Yeah. Promise? Promise. Good. Well, then that's all you got to do. All you got to do is make it through the next twenty-four hours. How's Cap? I'm all right. I'm all the better for hearing from you. I don't let her speak anymore, Manny. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. Imagine trying to stop Catherine from speaking. God Almighty! 
you would be looking without her. Oh, you, you're so right. I'm, I, I I've got a really soft, a really soft spot for you, Manny. She's pointing to it. She's pointing to a soft spot. Hey, Manny, listen, all you got to do is in the next 24 hours is not kill yourself and, and, ca- um, and call me uh, tomorrow night. That's it. Can you do that, brother? Yeah, no problem. All right, mate. Try and get some sleep. Bye-bye. All right, mate. Take care. Night, Manny. Bye-bye. ta Oh, man alive. Manny's had a real bad... Manny went um, blind at work. He had an accident at work. Uh, not, I guess maybe, I, th- I think it was about five or six years ago. Um, and um, uh, he's had a really, you know, and he, he, he started boozing a bit because of that, as you as you, you can completely understand. Um, and um, he's been up and down. And, he, of course, he had the problems with his dad. Remember, his dad died on an yeah, airplane, didn't yeah. he? I know he feels, from... he feels guilty about his wife having to do so much yeah, now yeah. because he can't. But she clearly adores him. God, you know, it's... Um... That's really, um, that'll, that'll um, sit with me, that call, because I like Manny. Yeah, I do. It gets on my nerves, as all of the callers do, but he, he, I like Manny. But when I said I have a soft spot for him, I really mean it. He's one of those that, you know, I do wonder about if I don't hear from him for a while. Um, come in, Paul. I'm just trying to find the story about hey. the Pope's bone, but maybe we won't do that. <laughs> the Pope's bone. How are you, Paul Ross? Not too bad. Good to see you both again. Nice to see you, mate. What have you got for us tonight? You've got uh, a minute. On the show today, we are g- uh, crossing live to Cape Town because Cape oh. Town's had a drought for three years. The man who turned upside down that Carlos Costida um, craft, 114,000 tons in 2013. Do you remember that story? The captain left the ship and the guy refloated it. Oh, yeah. He was showing off, wasn't he? Yeah, He's yeah. raised £80 million to tow an iceberg from Antarctica to provide water to Cape oh. Town. And they're pumping it 25 miles offshore. Absolutely pure water. This Mate, is the future. This is like a, a, a Werner Herzog movie or something. This Absolutely. It's Fitzcarraldo, but with water. Fitzcarraldo. <laughs> man, alive. This is incredible. And the great thing about it, he says, is these things would normally break off anyway, and he picks them up. But when they break off and melt in the sea, they do add to the sea level. He picks if he them pumps, up. Well, he just <laughs> scoops them up. But yeah. if he tows it and it's passes through the system, it won't add to the sea level rise. Genius, isn't it? This is all, incredible. I know, I know. All that and more still to come. Wow. And, and the Bionic Man fan club. They're making the $6 billion man movie, Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. We've got the president of the American $6 million man fan club. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. I don't know if that's a great couple. Paul, thank <laughs> you very much. We are back tonight at 10. Until then, ta-ta.